0: Welcome to the Raptors Championship Podcast Hangout. I think that's the name we ultimately settled on. Apologies for this uh, slow start. I think we're a little bit on the parade time right now. Joining me to start, Blake. Hey, man. How you doing? Good, man. The raps yeah. won the championship. They sure did. Can we celebrate now, or? or?
1: Yeah, I, I think I think once you put on a cowboy hat and Alex Wong no. stayed out past eleven p.m., the celebration was officially on.
0: We could we can never put that out there. We can never put that. Out. But um I'm, rap...
1: I'm demanding that that be put out there. That was the one condition of me coming on.
0: I will legitimately pay people to uh, keep that on the raps. <laughs> okay, before we actually get to the actual slander with the uh, slander artists that we we're trying <laughs> to get on the line here, um, let's talk about Kawhi. Let's talk about Kawhi.
1: What about him? It's
0: uh. I think he's just having a great time. What do you think he did at, at Niagara Falls yesterday?
1: Because there's there's multiple things to do. Yeah, I think he probably took his daughter on the Maid of the Mist. Okay, I hope I, so. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, that's really that's really it, right? If you go there with a kid, there's like that giant candy shop. Maybe they hit up the. Can- he did say he was going to eat desserts all summer long. He really said he's going to have alcohol and desserts. We're gonna this just is just be... drinking alcohol and eating desserts. This is going to be the biggest championship hangover ever. Yeah. Based on what they've done, Norman Powell and Pascal Siakam has have basically promise to dial it like it's i'm just gonna say training camp next year the preseason
0: games are gonna be uh, a little slower we're not gonna be four on one this year
1: what's crazy is that we're like a week and a half away from summer league where normally the non-summer league players on the team show up just to party anyway yeah that's true so i remember last year when when fred got the bag they like flew a couple of them were like out in vegas for exactly that purpose so yeah. i think the larry will, be, will make making a make an appearance at summer league yeah
0: um, But, you know, this is what happens when you win the championship. You, you don't really care about Summer League anymore. Although, that's not true. You and I will probably still be covering Summer League. Yeah, let's I'll be to, there. Let's get to that slender right now. Okay. Let's get to that slender. So, we're going to bring on the slender artists, Asad and Sahal. Y'all here? Yes, we are. What, what up,
2: baby?
1: What up? What Yo, it do, baby? What it do, baby? Yo, we're champions, man. We're champions. Uh, is uh, crazy. What is this week? only Assad's the only one of us that got any buckets during the playoff run.
3: I, mean, Blake,
1: watch him
0: out. I
3: got as many.
1: <laughs> I, I, got, I got as many points
0: as Jeremy in the finals. You know, oh. it is what it is. Now, shout out Jeremy and, and fewer turnovers. Did he have a turnover in that minute? I Think so. Oh, that's unfortunate.
4: All right, we're not slide. was bad in that Bucs series, man. I don't know why we're, we're hating. He was pretty good off the bench in the Buck series, so it wasn't bad. Wow. Yo, but shout out to that championship hangover, though. Yo, we started what twenty and four this twenty and four this season. We're gonna start off next season four and twenty.
0: <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> at this rate, I mean, seriously, I, I actually don't think some of these guys are going to be alive for next season at this rate. But yo, it'd be fine, man. October's a
1: long time away.
0: I was just saying, October is a long time to party from now until then. But um, let's let's start with the slander. The Celtics. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw yesterday. I don't know if you saw yesterday, but uh, the Celtics are not going to have Kyrie Irving next year. I think that's already been known. He's probably going to sign with the Nets. And um, they're probably also not even going to have Al Horford who opted out and it seemed like he was going to get his deal restructured and now seems like he's going to go somewhere else for a four-year deal. First off, shout out Al Horford getting the bag every single time. That's what brought him to Boston, so they can't really be mad that he's leaving. But seriously, uh, Celtics, are they going to be in the lottery next year?
3: Oh, man. Uh, the Boston Celtics, man, the way I'm looking at it, they still have a pretty good young core. I mean, Jason Tatum, Jalen are still there. Jason Tatum's, been 19, Jason, Jason, Jason Tatum's been 19 for about five years now, so that's always a good thing. But to be honest, the organizational, I guess, landscape is looking a lot like King's Landing, man. The Boston Celtics are done. Danny Ainge is Cersei Lannister, and the Boston Celtics are done. They're, they're finished. And watching this as a Raptors fan, honestly, this is the best. It was the best week of being a Raptors fan, writer, writer. Uh, coverage, whatever you want to call it. Blake Murphy has his own, you know, term for it. But this was the best week before the Boston News, and now it's got to the point where I don't even know what to say. This is amazing, watching the Boston Celtics crumble.
4: Hey, we can't hit on the Boston Celtics too much, man. They've got a great young core, man. They've got future Kawhi. They've got future Kobe. They've got Terry Rozier, dog. That's future Chris Paul, future Kyrie Irving, whoever you want. They don't need Kyrie. they got future Kyrie. They're, yeah, good. They're good. Yeah. They got Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines? That's yeah. like the best center in the East, bro. You don't know what you're talking about. This is a 10-year window, my guy. 10 years. And, and they got Brad Stevens. I w- honestly, I would take Brad Stevens over every single player I in the league. But say- so they didn't even <laughs> mess out. They didn't
3: Aaron miss out. Like, Yo, Would you
4: rather have Anthony Davis or Brad Stevens? Let's be Steven, honest.
3: Stevens. Don't even ask that question.
4: Brad Stevens has like a whole two playoff series wins more than Anthony Davis. So, like... <laughs> What are we really doing here, guys? Boston's
0: going to fine. Yeah, I can't wait for uh, – I, I can't wait. Honestly, I, I really, really can't wait for Brad Stevens to drop 30-10-10 next year. Like, just do the Russell Westbrook <laughs> and just carry this team to a two seed and lose in the first round again? No, I'm getting No, but seriously, though, the Celtics are yeah. – actually, it's actually hilarious because, like, I remember coming into last season, I was thinking, like, it would be between the Raptors and the Celtics for top of the East. Yeah. And literally the Celtics, I'm not even sure they'll make the
1: playoffs next year. This is amazing. This is an amazing run. They're going to make the playoffs next year. The interesting thing to me is, like, do they poach Brogdon now? Like, Brogdon's a guy that fits. So if they're going to try to recover from losing Kyrie and Horford, and Kyrie and Horford say they both end up in Brooklyn, and this whole kind of power balance shifts, uh, if they pluck from another one of the good East teams to make up for that, um, you okay. know, it, it's not a bad scenario for the Raptors where, like, the two to six teams in the East are taking from each other, if that's how it, if that's how it works out. Yeah, it's a good scenario to have
0: because, um, I mean, right now I'm thinking about it. There's no natural rival for the Raptors anymore. None. Like the the None. Wizards are, like... Just in shambles. By the way, yo, the wizard's not getting Messiah after waiting so long to get Messiah is amazing. <laughs> and still, then they have to put out a statement to say we never actually wanted Messiah in the first place. Like, no, yeah, yeah you, did. They no, del-
1: you did. They did deleted the DM after they got left on red. Is what they oh, did. that's great. Um also there are still Wizards fans who are like, Yeah, but the Wizards swept the Raptors. That was like like Will was in elementary school when that happened. Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah, I might have cried a little bit when that happened. But
0: you know what? It's that's over bad. now. Yeah. It's over. Delon well, right dunked on you. That's 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 that's, that's
3: big his head was just as large so don't forget that part yeah
1: Yeah. the bucks i guess are the ones that like i mean the sixers have have a a decent case where that series went to seven and they, they now think they were like the second or third best team but i think depending on how the offseason goes like maybe the sixers or bucks are the the best option like if you're looking like oh who would they play on a christmas day game or something like that like maybe Giannis, if Kawhi stays that Giannis Kawhi battle becomes the kind of rivalry
0: I mean it's a rivalry but then eventually he's going to be on the team so like yeah you know I'm just saying the the I mean obviously Kwai's got to resign in Toronto once that happens everything will be blessed but like after that happens like there will be who who is even contending like even the, even the Sixers like are they going to keep Jimmy Butler and Probably. then so they're going to keep Jimmy Butler they're going to keep Tobias Harris they're going to keep JJ Redick they're going to be ridiculously over the tax and like Amir Johnson's still gonna be like their seventh man. He's still gonna be checking his phone like like we are right now. And um, you know, like you know, I just and plus the Raptors already beat the Sixers, so I don't know. I'm just saying like there are no natural rivals anymore. Like we gotta look west. Like we gotta look at like you know who who antagonizes us out of the West. Like Houston.
1: Remember I, Houston? I guess like the games were fun. The
0: games know. were fun. Daryl Morey, Por- Portland. Twitter, Portland
1: has been like Raptors West. They kind of took up being Raptors West after the Clippers were Raptors West. Yeah, they're the, they're the Lowry and Demar Raptors that stayed the Lowry and Damar Raptors. I, I do think you're overstating, though, the gap between the Raptors and the rest of the East. Like, they... Those Philly and Milwaukee series were close, man. That's, uh... I mean, I'm just saying... That the Raptors like, are old. First off, Milwaukee is a small
0: city. It's a very small city. I don't know if they can sustain paying the luxury tax long-term. I
1: they don't, know, they don't, don't have know. to pay long-term, just till 2021.
0: Well...
4: Yeah, and then they lose their best players. All good.
0: Exactly. But they'll <laughs> still have Chris Middleton paying $30 million a year, so they'll, they'll be fine. Um... Yeah, I mean, I guess. But, I mean, at the same time, I, ju- I just really do see some of these teams starting to tail off a little bit just because of free agency. Because, like, Philadelphia is going to lose a couple players. Milwaukee is going to lose a couple players. And, you know. Hey, guys, what's don't we- forget. Don't forget about
3: the New York Knicks. I mean, they're going to get Anthony Davis. Oh, wait.
0: Oh, no, um, they're going to get
3: Kyrie. Oh, wait. Uh, no, they're going to get Chris Middleton. No, there's not enough Somali restaurants there. I don't know what's going to go on with the New York Knicks, to
0: be honest, man.
4: Hey, hey, hey. Do not do not hate on starting small forward Harrison Barnes, Okay. Oh, Lord. Oh, man.
0: Harrison Barnes is somehow going to get another max contract out of this.
4: Harrison Barnes and Al Horford are going to run the East, bro. Just trust it.
0: It'll probably be better than the Celtics, let's be real.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I do find the funniest rumor I think I saw today was that both Horford and Kyrie are reportedly thinking about going to the net, which is like the most slanderous thing that can happen to your team, right? It's like, yo, our two best players still want to play with each other. They just don't want to play on
1: our team together anymore. On top They're of like, which, like, the the, nah. Celtic, the Celtics had all this opportunity because of that Nets trade from back in the day. And then they didn't take advantage of it. And then their two best players go to the Nets. It would be, it's too much, man. Billy, Billy King back from the dead. That's no, just too much. This is perfect. I mean, like, yo, let's be real. Like
0: So that Celtics trade, Celtics Nets trade, that, that, that thing is over. Yeah. Right? For the most part, it's over. There's there still one h- swap left. There might be, like, a residual something. Like, they might have flipped into a future pick or something. But, like, that trade is essentially over. They got Tatum. They got um, they got Brown. And, like, I guess they got the Kyrie year, which they're obviously very unhappy with. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, that's, that's unfortunate. To make one of the most lopsided trades of all time and then not turn that into Kawhi or Paul George or Jimmy Butler. But...
1: Into uh, Terry Roger. It and it's Malcolm Brogdon. Yo, Malcolm Brogdon's been great for them, averaging 13 and 5. I, I will say, I'm very much here for big Yabu and Shemi minutes. For, Let's see the main red claws on the NBA stage. They're going to have Anthony Bennett back on the roster. <laughs> oh, man.
3: No, this is Yabu great. rivals Kyle Lowry in thickness. I just want to just plug that in there. That is yeah. true. Uh, but So, how,
4: how wild is it going to be when Gordon Hayward also doesn't start next year? <laughs> Yo.
0: Gordon Hayward actually turning into Nick Batum has been... I mean, it's very unfortunate <laughs> that he had an injury, but, I mean, it's just... He, he, at this point, he's like Nick Batum. He's a big contract. He's not producing much, which, at this shout point...
4: Shout-out shout out for Chandler Parsons, bro.
0: That, that is an amazing nickname. Okay. But I was going to say, at, at this point, we got to point out that uh, we got to all erase our Nick Batum instead of DeMar DeRozan uh, tweets. I've got to go back and power scrub my timeline from 2015. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Injuries, man. Can we talk about uh, the shirt that Blake's wearing right now? Wait, can you? Uh, can we get yeah. a little close up? Maybe? Show that, that shirt, baby.
1: It's a uh, Kawhi against Steph Curry in like a Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat background. It's from Haley Cesar, who's a friend of mine. Um, yeah, Kawhi's got, got the little Thanos glove on. It's a good shirt. It's the I, I was feeling summery. I'm not taking a break, but I'm gonna I'm gonna look like I'm in summer mode. <laughs> I was gonna say, remember in
0: the summertime when. Uh, the Warriors got DeMarcus Cousins, and then they were making those Thanos glove like uh, references. Which was like, oh, DeMarcus is the last Power Stone or whatever. And then, um, and then that didn't happen. I mean, again, injuries. Injuries are very unfortunate. It's a part of the game. It's very unfortunate. But you know, and now like Steph Curry's gonna get boxed in one for like the rest of the, <laughs> the rest of the season. Like that's Nick Nurse, really. I mean, I, I the, credit Nick Nurse, man. Shout out Nick Nurse.
1: Just yeah, he had a really time. good playoffs, man.
0: Great playoffs. Great playoffs.
3: Yeah, I said this on the championship podcast. I think it was honestly one of the all-time coaching performances because we've seen innovation like we probably haven't seen from some coaches in the finals before. Um, I'm still shocked. Like, I still wake up and think, this guy really did a box and one in the NBA finals. Like, I can't believe that. I still can't believe that.
1: Yo, Blake, what were the final numbers on that box and one? I think they scored on two of 21 possessions against the zone in that series. Jeez. That might include some other zone possessions. Like, they did triangle and two for a little bit, too. Um, but, yeah, two. I think they scored on two of 21 possessions. That's just that's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, like, that's supposed to be a, a look you can throw out there for, like, two possessions out of a timeout. And then once a team realizes what you're doing, they can just beat it. But they didn't have enough passing or shooting on the floor. And, you know. They,
0: they turned Steph Curry into uh, Fred from the Sixers series. Yeah. With, with one middle school strategy. It's... I mean, I, again, like, it's just, you know, it's great coaching by, by Nick Nurse, who, I, again, w- there's a lot of retraction that has to go on because I think a lot of criticism went to Nick Nurse because, like, I was thinking at one point, like, man, what are the Raptors got Bud? And then, you know, Nick swept Bud. So, you know, Bud, Bud deserves slander, too. He really got swept.
1: Yeah, I don't... There, were, there wasn't really any point where I was like, well, Nick Nurse is doing a bad job. The only thing that bothered me was how long it took to tether Gasol to Embiid yeah. in the Sixer series. There was a little bit, too, of, like, playing the three bench guys together in that series when Philly staggered their starters all the time. That frustrated me a little bit. But there wasn't anything where it was like, there's this obvious adjustment sitting there that Nick Nurse is refusing to do. Like, once the Bucs series got tough, he put Kawhi on Giannis, which they didn't want to do until they had to. And they did it. Uh, They eventually matched Gasol up with Embiid. They had the Curry strategy. There, There was never a point where I was like, Nurse is doing a bad job. It's just so much of this year was like... Was well, there's load management and there's injuries and there's the trade and I don't know if any of this stuff is how Nick Nurse actually is or if he's just experimenting or if no one's ever in the lineup. I just I didn't have a good feel for if Nick Nurse was a good coach or had just like handled the circumstances that were thrown at him or what. But he had a really good playoffs, man. I'm uh, I'm on board with Nick Nurse now. Yeah, there you go. And now
0: he's going to coach Team Canada. Well, um, we're going to let the slander move aside for a second. Let's talk serious basketball. Very very serious basketball.
1: What do you think Nick Kers is going to do to Andrew Wiggins? If Andrew Wiggins plays, man, I don't know. The, the Wolves were, like, trying to walk that back yesterday. The news that Wiggins is actually going to play. Why doesn't Wiggins play for Team Canada? I don't know, man. There's all sorts of rumors about why and why not. And it, with, with these things, it always comes down to, like, you got to look at, like, a player's camp and the team he's playing for and stuff like that. Like, teams, teams technically aren't supposed to be able to tell their players no, but if, you know, if you sit down with your team and they're like, hey, we really want you doing this, this, and that... Um, I don't know, man. I think it would be a good opportunity for him, though. I think you go there, you look at the depth that Canada's built, and um, you know, across different positions and different skill sets. The one thing that the Canadian roster on paper is still lacking mm-hmm. is a guy who can go in and get a bucket. So you look at him or Jamal Murray as guys who could have the ball in their hands and keep possessions, could be the top usage guy on what should be a really good team. I think that'd be a good experience for those guys. And, and Wiggins with the shorter FIBA line and, and yeah, the, yeah. the number of passers, I mean, that he loves have taking on that twenty roster, footers anyway. Exactly, That's a three at this point. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think it would be a good situation for Wiggins. I think it would be a good situation for Jamal Murray, too. Okay. Um, but who knows with these things, man. But, yo, the point about Nick Nurse, I think it's 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 really good on
0: Nick to actually take on this job in the Canada national team. Like, I, I just feel like, you know, Nick's almost in that phase of his career where it's like, I finally made it big, but he still has that hustler mindset. Yeah. So he's just like, yo, if I can coach Team Canada, of course I'll do it. I was just coaching the Manchester Giants.
1: But then, like, yeah. But he's a big deal. And the British national team. And the British national team, yeah. yeah. I, I do think it's I think it's really good too. And, and it's part of what we're going to see more of in the next little bit, I think, is uh, a t- closer relationship between MLSC and Canada basketball too. Yeah. And obviously there are some areas of potential conflict of interest where MLSC can't be too involved sure. and, and vice versa. Um, but I, I do think there's a greater recognition lately that the health of the Raptors plays into the health of Canada basketball and the health of Canada basketball will only continue to grow the game, which helps the Raptors. Um, So you're seeing things like, you know, I know people roll their eyes at the Drake stuff, but that new, that expanded Drake partnership the other year with the Welcome Toronto stuff included big donations to Canada basketball and refurbishing of courts around the city. Um, I, you know, there, there are rumblings that OVO wants to get even more involved with Canada basketball um, financially and, and you know there's a, it seems to be a little bit of a push pull of how much control they might have or how much input they might have mm-hmm. um, but financially that that's a potential huge sponsor that Canada basketballs lacked for a long time and that's made possible because of the MLSE relationship so i think i think MLSE and Canada basketball realize now that what's good for one is good for the other, and, and Nick Nurse being an extension of that relationship. Um, is only It's going to benefit him as he improves as a coach and gets to know different players and be put in even more situations, but it's going to benefit Canada basketball as well. And, and I don't think having an NBA head coach hurts when it comes to, you know, as a team deciding to send their guy uh, out to something like a, a six-week camp plus World Cup. Yeah, it'll be a chance to work with a real coach. Yeah, and someone who, like... Uh, Like the load management jokes aside, like someone who has his own NBA players and is going to be aware of things like, well, you don't want to wear these guys down over six weeks. Like maybe take it easier on your Wiggins or your Murrays, um, guys who had, you know, deeper runs and have NBA seasons ahead of them.
0: Listen, I just want to see Nick Nurse hoist more championships. Yeah.
1: Because he can sign more
0: signs, you know. Nick had a great parade and a great season. Credit credit Nick Nurse, man. Yeah. Credit Nick Nurse. All right, Blake, we're going to let you go. Thank you for coming through. Thanks for having me, man. Raptors are champions.
1: I can't wait to go eat all of, everything off of Alex's rider. Yeah, I was gonna say, did they fix a play for you?
0: Because you know, not, not yet. I'll, we can, I'll we get can arrange. We can arrange. Well, Blake, thank you so much for coming through. And
5: when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved. You've researched. and You've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance.
0: Um, first segment is over. The Raptors are still champions, so this is good. I'm just gonna keep saying Raptors are champions because uh, that's honestly all I care about at this one. But um, so we're gonna have Evay coming on right after this, and then we're gonna call up Zarrar, um, who I mean, if people don't know who Zarrar is in terms of Raptors media, um, I think that's partially because of sort of how um, humble he's been about the whole thing. But honestly, Zarrar is a huge, huge part of building Raptors Media into what it is because of his, um, you know, editorialship at Raptors Public, And, we know, we have Vivek right here who's literally another fellow Raptors Public alumni, man. So, what's good? We're out here, man. We're out here. The, the Raptors are champions. Let's, let's do this. I'm trying to, I'm
6: really trying not to mess anything up. No, it's okay. You can hear? <laughs> yeah, I can hear, I think. Yeah. All
0: right. Okay, sweet. Um. So what's good?
6: The I Raptors like are champions, man. Yo, the Raptors are champions. This is that's the whole podcast. It's just me saying like, the Raptors champions. I don't. I don't times. think I've ever worn shorts during a Raptors run, and here I am. That's
0: a fact. Here, all of
6: us are. We're multiple people in shorts, man. That's a
0: fact. That's right. Expose Alex. <laughs> I expose himself right now, actually. Um. So listen, I know you agree with this. Yeah. One of the people that I was happiest about um, in terms of the Raptors winning is zarar because this man has been like a day one, yeah. day one, and I'll, I'll talk. To, we'll talk to him in just a second. He's on the line, but um, I'm just, I'm just thrilled because like you know he did a lot for both of our careers, and I'm just, I'm really happy that you know seriously no one was really checking on the Raptors in like 2002, yep. like 2003, but uh, he started a blog back then and it's grown to what it is now, so.
6: I mean, he, yeah, exactly. He gave us that outlet, that opportunity to are, express ourselves and connect with a fan base, you know, with the Raptors fan base that at the time was growing, um, that didn't have a lot of winning basketball to watch. And I think we found a way to keep it entertaining for them and outside of, you know, the young guns and whatnot. You know, the young guns were entertaining for me personally. <laughs> Off the court. Yeah. Not on the court. Yeah, <laughs> On the court, it not, was not fun. But,
0: yeah, man, shouts there are all right, so joining us online, Zohar Siddiqui. Um, I guess, I don't even know, what, what's the title now? Senior Emeritus at Raps Republic. We'll go with that. Mr. Everything. No, for real, Mr. I'm, Everything.
7: I'm, I'm the tech guy. I'm the tech guy. You're not the <laughs> tech guy, Zohar. Come on, man. <laughs> what's, what's going, going
0: on, on, man? Guys? Go- uh,
7: nothing, man. I just, uh, since the title, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just a better human being. Um, I think uh, I have experienced what, what heaven must feel like. Uh, I think... You know, no matter what religion you believe in, you know, whatever you believe, whatever the hell your beliefs are, I mean, if you think there's a there's a heaven that exists, I, I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's amazing, but some part of that heaven must be like the way we all feel like these days, right? Yes. Like that moment you had when you uh, when the Raptors actually won, and like just, by the way, the envy screwed us up with the ending of Game Six. Like I I didn't get that moment of like like you <laughs> know, like just jumping up, and enjoying like high-fiving, like jumping out the window.
6: Yes, like there are. Tell, tell us kind of about the up. moment. Tell us about the moment. you know those that that final point nine seconds, and then how you celebrated.
7: I, I was with Nick and Barry, so okay. uh, you know. I, 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 I mean, you've been to RR art parties, you know what goes on there. So you yes, know, imagine yes. that scene, uh, except like times ten, uh, and uh, the, the final whistle sounded, and I just like my, my first, like we jumped up and down, we hugged and all that, and all what happened. But then I just like sat down on the couch, and I was it was surreal. It was a moment where. I was like, I think mission accomplished. Like I wanted to put that George Bush banner on the, in the room, like mission accomplished, <laughs> right? Let's, let's, let's shut the side down. We're done. There's nothing more to be left. Like we're we're okay. We're done. Right. And then, and then the interview started and I'm just like staring at him. I'm looking how happy like Lowry is. And I think of all the players in this entire run, he's the guy that I feel like most happy for because like he's, he's had that checkered history in Houston and Memphis where he was deemed a you know, not a team player or somebody who can't win, and to see him persevere with Toronto and adapt his game, uh, it, it's just such a such a big moment for him. That like, it's it, it, you know, people say like, you know, I feel happy for you, man. Like you, you say it all the time. Like I feel I feel happy for that guy, but in that but, but in reality, you you may fucking hate the guy. I don't know if I can swear on this podcast, yeah, but a in. Uh, in in uh, in in Lowry's case, when I say I was happy for him, I was like genuinely happy for him. Like his joy, like transcended into my joy, and that's a rare, rare, rare thing. And, and and about Lowry, there's one more thing, man. Like, did you notice that how over the course of the season, maybe last season, it became irrelevant how many points he scored. Like people stopped judging him based on his point, mm-hmm. uh, and, and he became this like this this connective tissue for the Raptors, this glue guy. Where, where he was like the spark of the engine. He's not the engine of the Raptors, but I feel he's the spark of the engine. Where if he, like, that, that game six is a perfect example where if he doesn't spark that first quarter, we may lose in a blowout. But he set that tone in that game six that basically gave everybody confidence to, to, to do what they had to do. And, and that guy, man, uh, Jesus Christ, man. Like, it's just unfortunate that he shares in the summer with Andrea Abarniani.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He still does wear number seven.
7: Um, and, and every time every time I see a number seven jersey on the street, man, I just gotta double take. Like, that's not Barnani, Is it? No, it's not. West that's, 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 that. except that guy in uh, in game, what is it, five in Golden State or six, where he actually had a number seven Barnani jersey because the- bizarre.
0: And he sat courtside, which is
6: yeah, which is yeah. so you know he was
0: very rich, but um, <laughs> but I mean honestly, not, like there's 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 a lot of people to be happy about. I I think that's one of the most unique parts of this Raptors championship run is like everybody on the team is likable. There's no guy that you look at and say, you know, he has, he did this and this and this, and this is what he stands for or whatever. And, you know, he had this sort of easy path to the career. Like everybody sort of, as Draymond called it, like got out of the mud, like every single player on that roster got out of the mud and they all took it on the chin. They all took criticism and, to see all these guys validated as champions, it's just it's just so rewarding. It doesn't even matter if they're that the, the Raptors. I mean, it obviously it matters as the Raptors. You know, if the Raptors won a championship. But like even if it was like I don't know some other team like this uh, this was a Milwaukee Bucks with this exact same situation, I'd be thrilled for that team just because of how the, all, all the storylines went with it. And you know, I'm just I just hope all these guys you know really soaking in and, and celebrate. I mean, look at Marcus. All that's a guy who. What, played 11, 12 years, you know, uh, made it to the playoffs, was a winning player, but never really had the top tier kind of talent to really, truly make a finals run. And for him to finally win and to see how much sort of um, outpouring of emotion that came out from uh, from the championship parade in terms of how drunk he was and stuff. Like, I just I'm really happy, you know, go celebrate because these guys
6: are deserving more than anyone else. And one thing maybe isn't getting talked about as much is the fact that these guys were able to set aside their egos in a matter of 27 games. You know what I mean? Yeah. They all came together for this championship run. And you look at Kawhi and Danny coming over right before the season starts. You look at Marcus all coming over. You know, a lot of teams would have looked at and th- looked at that and said, you know, there's potential for chemistry issues here. But they all came yeah. together for the team. And that comes down to Masai. And Zarar, we've got a picture of you with Masai right now. So tell us about okay. your, your thoughts of uh, Masai and what he's done for this franchise.
7: Well, well, man, I think so often does like does a rent-a-player trade actually work, right? I mean, it's so rare to see people have like a you know January trade and that translates into a championship. And even if you, even if Kawhi leaves and and you consider that a rent-a-player move, it's rare to see moves of that magnitude actually stay off. Like mm-hmm. on paper, they always are like hey, you know, we make a, you know you, you get a big name guy at the at the deadline and he fist out in the first on. So look at Philadelphia; this is what the trade they made it didn't work out. And it's it's just that rarity of like the, the character and talent balance that Masai Ujiri has uh, has executed and has been you know just for the not just this year just overall the way he structured the team in terms of personality and talent is is he, is, is is it's I, I don't know how much of it is just sheer luck how much of it is like you know inside and foresight and planning whatever he's done like he, he's done a just does a marvelous job of it man and Gasol's another guy man that was like just when 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 that trade was made, like one of the comments was like the Raptors just won the two thousand fifteen trade deadline. Right? Mm. Nobody actually expected like people were pissed off that JV wasn't here, right? And, and Messiah had the had the had had, had the foresight to see, listen, JV's great, but he's not what we need for this team. And he he he, he saw beyond the superficial aspect of JV scoring and some of some some of some of the some things he did and goes you know we need somebody who's a little a, a, a little less on the scoring punch side but more on the defensive side and right. he made that move and and even at the time if you looked at the grades th- that people gave up for that deal like it was like you know memphis really got the more talent here but masai's play is not long term it was short term and, and he executed it brilliantly and, and it's not just he, he also like, did, did these small moves like I know Jeremy Lin didn't have a lot to say uh, in, in the uh, in the postseason, and Jody Meeks guys like didn't contribute much. But those moves also didn't disrupt the chemistry the team had. And yes, sometimes exactly. it's the moves you don't make that that also play into, into into the into the winning that you do. So credit to him, all around man. And um, yeah, I mean, what's there to say about the guy, man? I mean, I, I think he's answered every call that, um, uh, you know, that that's come to him.
6: And there, uh, there, there was an
7: article by uh, by. Uh, you know, I think in, in the, in the Toronto Sun, which talked about, uh, you know, the process of the Kauai trade. Um, I'm going off on a little tangent here and mm-hmm. I read that and I was like, Ooh, I'm going to read some like insider info in this article and they'll tell me how the Kauai trade was made behind the scenes. And it gave me nothing. Like it, <laughs> it was, it was just, they were talking to like Bobby Webster, I think. And that entire article was just, Pure trash, man. The headline was like, you know, behind the scenes in the Maasai trade. Oh, the Kawhi trade. And I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. And then you read it and you're like, dude, I learned nothing. I actually got dumber from the starting.
6: Yeah, I mean, I to, to go back to your point about, you know, Maasai bringing back pieces where, where everyone mattered, I think there were two stories that came out of this postseason that were huge. You know, Danny Green talked about after that game six, how Jeremy Lin was one of the guys right after his turnover uh, that gave the Warriors a chance to win. Lynn was one of the guys to sort of keep him up, keep him focused on the game, uh, keep him positive when he was really, really down on himself. And then another story that came out was about Jordan Lloyd and how, in preparation for the Warriors, the Raptors actually had Jordan Lloyd study Steph Curry and his movements off the ball and running off screens and everything. And so they were chasing him around in practice to get ready for Steph Curry. So little things like that shows that you know every piece. On a championship run does matter.
7: Yeah, and if you if you look at a guy like Ibaka, who had a miserable you know playoff last season, mm-hmm.
2: you know, it
7: would have been very easy to put him up on the block and get something for him, knowing that he's not going to be a playoff performer. But Ibaka started off strong, had a lull during the season, but just the fact that you retained Ibaka and showed trust in him, and and you know and and and. Put him in the right position to succeed. Like brought him off the bench. They managed the Gasol Ibaka situation brilliantly. There was absolutely no controversy at any point during the whole season about that. When the playoffs started, there was no controversy. Everybody knew their role. Credit to Nurse for that. And you know, and that set us up. I mean, Ibaka to me is a is a massive unsung hero of this of this championship. Some of those offensive rebounds and putbacks that he got in in, in the finals, like we we lose this without it. And, and that's so cool about this about this run is that I could pick. You know any of the guys who played or any of the guys on the bench and say if we don't have that guy we lose this we lose this final and how often do you can you say that you just pick a random dude of the of the eight-man rotation of the 10-man well just pick the top 10 people and say if we didn't have that guy we lose this we lose this final. you don't get to say that that often and the fact that this was such a team title it makes this just it's just so good man like just yeah, and I'm glad Kawhi had like a social game in Game Six because they kind of emphasized that this is this wasn't just about Kawhi. Yeah, without Kawhi, we don't win. But but without Fred VanVleet threes, without Ibaka put back. like without Danny Green, you had a miserable Game Six. But he did get two important steals on Curry, where he poked the ball from behind. We don't win this game. So when you put the when you put the, what the what's that saying? Some of the parts are bigger than the whole. Perfectly yeah. done. The
6: whole
0: The hole is bigger than the sum of the parts. Right. Yes, yeah. 100% in this case, yeah. and and to Zara's to right point, I mean, even like Norm, I can't, I can't believe all, every, all everyone talked about all season was like, man, Norm's not really producing, Norm's not really fitting in here and there, and that's been like two years in a row. People have been talking about that. Right. I this series a little bit better, but he didn't get as many minutes, and he wasn't steady in the rotation, and then for him to just come alive against the Bucks the way he did, yep. that's what the Raptors really needed was the Raptors bench to outplay the Bucks bench because Raptors starters are going to hold it down against anybody. Mm-hmm. And for the bench to come alive like that, for Fred to come alive, I mean it's just so satisfying. And going back to Zurar, listen, both Mavek and I have to we, we owe you a big, big thank you for because honestly, like Yeah man. um just just putting it on. I mean like for people who, who don't know, like when, when did Raps get started and like to see it grow to this point, like just how satisfied are you just from the from that aspect of it?
7: Buddy, I'm uh, I'm telling you, dopamine levels in my brain have been released that haven't been released before. So I'm still feeling the effects of it. Uh, but I, I think the first time we we, we started blogging, Sam and I, I think it was in 2002, I want to say. Uh, and then uh, we had a we had a bunch of guys: Sam, myself, this guy named Josh Bud, who, who started Dynasty, um, and Real GM was obviously around as well at the time. And it, it was doing those like. Early three to four years, starting in 2002 to three, that we kind of wrote a lot of articles. Uh, you know, we, we looked at the coverage the rappers used to get in uh, in media at the time, and there was literally none. I mean, there was, there was basically zero. Like, Doug Smith used to come out with a with a post-game um, thing uh, after game, not even every day. And then we're like, man, there's so much shit to talk about. The team kind of sucked. It was a post-bin-starter era, so it, w- it wasn't great times. Uh, so there was the interest in the Raptors was low and I was like, you know, even though interest is low and the team's not that great, there's still a lot of stuff to talk about. And we kind of started at that time. And then in, in 2007, I want to say, I think we all said, you know, we're, we're writing the same goddamn recap four times. Why don't we just create something, um, you know, something together. And, uh, and Raptors Public came around. But the, Raptors HQ was around at the time as well. That so gave them credit to well. But I think 2007 is, I think, when Raptors Public started and, um, like we didn't look back. And I think I think our whole, um, you know, the, the whole idea was to just give honest coverage of the of the Raptors, because a lot of times the, uh, the coverage that came out was very sanitized and nobody wanted to talk about some of the hard stuff. Like nobody wanted to you know, talk about some of the bad decisions we made in free agency and draft. And I think when we did that, it just resonated with people. They were like, oh, my God, somebody's actually talking about the way I feel. And that, I think, was the uh, was the key thing that made the site so popular and, and attract a lot of, uh, uh, you know, such a big community. Yeah,
0: for sure. And, you know, the alumnus include me, Vake, you know, Blake. Blake. <laughs> like, seriously, that's that's, that's, that's <laughs> Blake, you know, that that's the thing like, that to, to, to have, uh, like, you know, I, I'm just, again, very thankful for. Everything you've done, yeah, I'm, I'm personally, a man, Zora I'm just, I'm super happy that uh, that you got the experience you know, as much as anyone else. But uh, unfortunately, we got to let you go. We got to move on t- uh, with the show. But uh, Zora thanks again, man.
7: Thanks,
6: buddy. Zarar, I got to get my hoodie too.
0: Oh yeah, me too. Actually, Dude, yeah. I, 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 I will, I will get that to you this week once <laughs> I come down to high. G- give me the hoodie with the extra big uh, neck hole. <laughs> <laughs> Triple XL. All right.
6: All right, right, Zara. Appreciate you.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. The Raptors really won this as a team. And those are the most
6: satisfying championships, you know? Not to, like, judge championships or whatever, but... um, Everyone can... Each player can look back on their moments where they helped the team, right? And be proud of it. Exactly. Yeah. And, again, you know, we go back to the ego thing Mm -hmm. uh, and potentially causing chemistry issues. Ibaka had an incredible season. Yeah. He was starting... Like, he was having 30-point games. He was having games where, you know, he was the best scorer on the team, getting rebounds, doing everything. And for him to set that aside when Gasol came over and just acknowledge that, you know, this is going to be his role coming down the stretch and give the team everything that it needed, you know. And you talk about a guy that hasn't been to the finals in, what, seven years, eight years, and to get it done and have that opportunity again. And you look at the role that he's played in, you know, being someone that kawaii gets along with i was gonna say because the chemistry aspect is is big too
0: right because all the guys you know fit together personality wise and i think ibaka is like the big center of that you know i mean like everyone gravitates towards ibaka how could you not love surge i mean yeah he's impossible you know
6: it's hard to deny that man and there's there's little things i remember too about him being a great teammate i remember Delon, you know last season when he went down with the shoulder injury Mm -hmm. ibaka was the first one to rush off the bench to sort of just gather him Right. And, you know, pull him aside. There's been different times where, you know, if he sees something happening on the court and he's on the bench, he's the first to go over and say, hey, you know, I saw this, this and that. Um, And even JV, when he was here, he used to talk about, you know, hey, well, now that now that we're in this center rotation, you know, he'll be on the bench, you'll see things and he'll tell me and then I'll be on the bench and I'll tell him, too. Right. Those are all chemistry things that make a difference ultimately in the end.
0: Yeah, for sure. And again, it just speaks to the fact that when you have good chemistry on the team, that means you have a bunch of players that want to win. Like yep. that's their only focus, and like Ibaka's yep. focus is on winning. You know what I mean? And, and you know he's had ups and downs, and I think I think some of that experience that helped him. You know what I mean? Like the more experience you are, the easier it is for you to sort of roll with the punches and sort yep. of you know pick yourself back up even when things don't go well. And it's like. Surge. I mean, there were times, there were times where I was like, "Yo, I, I don't know if Serge should be playing. I don't know if Serge should be playing. Maybe we should have Marcus All play like forty five minutes a game." And it's like, thankfully, Marcus All didn't play forty five minutes a game because a he would have had no energy left for the championship parade. <laughs> and B, like The man would have just had, you know, I just don't think it would have been the most productive. For, so for Serge to step up, I mean, like, I mean, obviously, the Kawhi bounce shot is like the biggest shot, and then the Kawhi. Game winner in Game 4 against the Sixers was the second biggest shot. And then Kawhi dunking on, uh, I think, double overtime, stealing the ball. was probably the third biggest shot. On one leg. (laughs) But out of all the non-Kawhi shots, Serge Ibaka pulling up on Ben Simmons in Game 7 is is the biggest non-Kawhi shot.
6: Yeah, no, that was insane. That's Um, the ultimate yes. No, no, no. Yes! (laughs) shot Ever, man. Serge Ibaka pulling (laughs) up. That was literally the uh, the Ron Artest when he get when he got the pass from Kobe yes, <laughs> yes. and Phil Jackson's like don't shoot the ball yeah and Artest's like no I'm gonna shoot it <laughs> Pau Gasol robbed
0: of the Finals MVP that that, that game yep robbed Kobe yep. shot like six of twenty four
6: yeah yeah oh man Damar levels shouts to shouts to Damar
0: no but so uh, you know what honestly though like no signer to any of the yeah. old Raptors like I think you know the fact that the players took time out of uh this run to specifically acknowledge some of the former raptors have sort of made this possible like that's 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 a huge that's a huge sign of organizational culture when you can go back and reference because like if you look at the raptors as a franchise man like it's just it's been destroying it you know what i mean it's been like all right this era didn't really work let's burn it all down forget vince we're gonna move on yeah. to this area we're gonna let's let's the whole bosch era and then it's like bosch left all right we'll burn it all down we'll do this and finally you know, obviously there were some hurt feelings when that, the whole thing went down. It was very raw. But, I mean, like, DeMar has come out and said it. You know, he said he forgives, you know, Masai. You know, he's obviously still close with many guys on the team. Like, multiple guys throughout this power run. Like, I asked him, I was like, you know, you know, what's DeMar's role in this? And they they would tell me. They were like, yeah, DeMar texts me all the time with advice. And this multiple players on the team. And so, you know, for people to – for the Raptors to be at a point where the franchise is healthy enough to go reference upon all the things that's been – Built into the culture.
6: Like, that's it's, it's very heartwarming. Yeah. And, you know, I, th- I think we've got Siro Tohi ready to come in. So, there we go. What's up? Hey, what's going on? Look, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, we were just uh, talking about Damar and just the players now, even being appreciative of who's been there before him, before them. And Jeremy Lin had that tweet about, you know, just going around the city and seeing more DeRozan jerseys than anyone. Um, I think that's changed now with Kawhi, but still, I think it shows uh, how appreciative people are uh, of the work that DeMar did. And just want to get your thoughts on that.
8: Yeah. I mean, he kind of built the foundation, right? Like none of this would have happened without him. Obviously, is good enough to be traded for Kawhi Leonard, so that kind of uh, you know that, that helps a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, like I think Pascal was wearing a Compton shirt during yep. the finals. These other guys were kind of repping him. I think they were almost going out of their way to to make him a part of it when they didn't really have to, and it could, they could have made it about themselves and just forgotten about him. But I think it really speaks to how much they still appreciate him as a person, as a friend, as a former teammate. We know that he took guys like Norman Powell under his wing, and just his work ethic—it's something that the front office used to rave about quite a bit. Just he set the tone for so many of these guys in terms of like the attitude that you see now with Norm with Pascal. Like they were watching him for p- pretty much their formative NBA years, so he's huge.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and people have to remember, like the Raptors when they drafted Demar, like that was. Well, first off, Demar's rookie season—you know—he he plays, and that's Chris Bosh's last season. But right after that, Chris Bosh leaves. the The roster is just like a wasteland. Yeah. And Demar of all people tweets out, you know, I, you know, don't worry, I got us. That's the the famous tweet. And like, it took a while. It took a while, and it wasn't just Demar. Like, I think Larry came in, really helped out. But like, just to have a guy who, you know, as you mentioned, just form a foundation, just to get people to be serious about a team. We see a lot of teams in the NBA don't have a guy that's actually serious. And that doesn't really – what that lack of leadership leads to sort of just dysfunction throughout the organization. I think DeMar was the first person to actually say, this is Toronto. This is my place. I don't care that people left. I'm going to start building up on this. And it's it's unfortunate that he didn't get to see it through. And I think, you know, part of that does speak to the fact that realistically he had limitations as a player that sort of, um, you know, limited the ultimate ceiling of the team. But, like, you don't even get to actualize your ceiling unless you have your foundation raised such so high. And I think that's why – I mean, I don't know if DeMar wants the ring because, you know, he wasn't technically on the roster. But, like, I think the offer should be extended to him. And I think, um, I think yeah, he has to be recognized in some way. But um, one of the things I actually wanted to get both of you guys to talk about here is you guys both wrote great personal essays um, throughout this playoff run. And, Vivek, I'll start with you. Um, you know, just talk about that essay that you wrote about sort of how the Raptors and sort of the popularity in the Raptors helped you gain sort of a sense of community throughout this sort of entire run?
6: Yeah, I think for me, so I actually got into the Raptors um, because I saw Vince Carter on, uh, on some highlights in Dubai. And, right. you know, that, that's how I started following the team. I still remember uh, when Toronto played Philly. And because of the time difference, I would go on the Internet to check the score. And it was like late fourth in game seven. Mm. And then I had to catch my school bus. So I left. So I'm at school for like nine hours not knowing <laughs> what happened. And then I come back home and I check. And so that was tough, obviously. But then to come here, to have an opportunity to watch the team, um, that's how I sort of made friends, right? When I came here, there weren't really people talking about soccer. There weren't really people, no one was talking about cricket. Um, so basketball, the Raptors, that was the one way I was able to connect with people, right? Um, so people would just be like, hey, did you watch the game last night? And that was kind of my in. Yeah, and sure. like I said in the piece, those people that I met, 17 years ago, those are my best friends now, right? So um yeah, on a personal level, they've had a huge impact on my life. The best friends I have now are because of the Raptors. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and
0: sir like, you know, it really does go to the saying, you know, sometimes it's the 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 real championship is the friends we've made along the way. Like I think you can speak to this too. Like it it is there's a there's a sense of identity that comes around, you know, being a fan of the Raptors, and I think um you know more than anything else I, I, at least to me I, I just remember like it was just you know in middle school or whatever people come up to that and ask you like do you like you know rap or rock and then do you like um the Raptors or the Leafs and like I'm just like yeah I, I rock with the Raptors because like the Leafs is just it felt sort of inaccessible to me like I mean realistically I didn't come from a, a, a country that put a lot of hockey at all like there's skating in China but there's there's like we're not you know holding sticks and hitting each other and stuff. So, like, basketball just felt much more accessible. And I feel like that ultimately helped me develop a sense of community. So did you have that same experience?
8: Uh, Kind of. I didn't grow up a Raptors fan, but I grew up a really big basketball fan. And I think that for the people who really loved it, it definitely gave you that sense of community. But it also, at the same time, was kind of growing up in Edmonton, a weird, more isolated experience where – obviously people were playing basketball. It's not like there were never nets that went up until this finals run or anything like that, but, you know, it wasn't really the main sport. It still isn't really the main sport, but, you know, slowly I feel like more and more people are starting to play it, which is just really cool to see, like going from, you know, like I would have arguments with people about basically like, You know, why do you watch the NBA? It's definitely rigged. Like these guys don't play through injuries and like all like the kind of like classic hockey fan, please like my sport thing. But I guess like growing up here I was the one that was like, please like my sport whereas like the rest of the world is like already on board with it. But yeah, like now it's like you know, you go I was talking to my friends from here. Right now it's raining and I went to a bar yesterday, and they were playing baseball and curling, so maybe the moment has passed. But (laughs) they were were basically saying, like, you know, like, the city's going crazy. Like, you see basketball on all the time. You see more people kind of like – like, kids just kind of, like, dribbling basketballs and stuff. Like, maybe they watch, and they're like, yeah, I would love to mimic Kawhi Leonard instead of – Give me a hockey player, guys. Give me a hockey player. Connor
0: McDavid. (laughs) There we go. Yeah,
8: Connor McDavid. Wow, I should have – yeah, I'm I'm a horrible, horrible Edmontonian. It, it, it's it's a Raptors <laughs> podcast.
0: It doesn't matter. <laughs> this is
8: true. This
0: is true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just think that, like, I mean, maybe this is too pie in the sky kind of thing, but like, you know, there's a scene that you wrote about in your piece where you sort of talked about sort of your growth as a uh, as a basketball fan and sort of how strange and sort of how othering that was in terms of you know being that in 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 you know Edmonton and like. I just think that, like, again, for something to catch on and be popular, I just think that's only going to help, like, the culture and sport of basketball and the health of basketball um, in Canada going forward. Because, like, you know, I mean, the most common truth that I saw during this entire playoff run was Canada as a basketball country. And I still don't really fully agree with that, I'm not going to lie, but like, the fact that basketball is now an option for a lot of people and a lot of people are going to want to be attracted to playing this sport, like, I just think down the line we're going to hear about like 10 years from now there's going to be an interview with somebody on the Canadian national team and talking about how, yeah, you know, I watched uh, you know, the, the Kawhi shot happen with my parents and from that point onwards I begged my parents to play basketball and I think yep. that's only going to help the culture here in Canada and actually make it a, a basketball country.
6: Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing. Like, I think when Canadians look at hockey, part of why they aspire to play it is because there's an established belief that they can be the best at it. Mm-hmm. So now when you watch Kawhi, there are kids that, that will watch Kawhi and saying, I want to be Kawhi for the Raptors. I want to bring this special moment for the team. Uh, and so I think that's something that will resonate with kids growing up everywhere um, to do something special for the Raptors uh, in basketball.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then finally, to sort of get away from this whole conversation about sort of, um, you know, basketball in Canada, things like that. So I, I think part of why I, I really appreciate your insight throughout this entire playoff run is because I think, you know, you understand the culture here in Toronto and you understand the culture here in Canada, but you also are a lot more impartial than a lot of people that write about it here. And so I'll just say this, if Kawhi resigns here in Toronto, like, I feel like, I don't know, they're, they're kind of like heavy favorites, in my opinion, to you know, at least go back to the NBA Finals and probably win the title again. Sir, am I wrong in that? Am I too biased? I, I need you. I need you to be. Uh, unbiased I don't think in this that's case.
8: biased. I think that makes perfect sense. They just won a championship, right? And there, are, maybe some guys will regress, but Siakam's going to get better. I think Kawhi will probably have a better regular season than he had last year. You know, Norm will have OG. Hopefully, Fred will kind of slightly get better. All these younger role players are going to improve in, like, the slight ways that they tend to improve because I think they're still going to be pretty hungry. And you've also got guys going into contract years next year. That can always go, like, one of two di- directions, of course. Like, we've seen it fizzle out the other way where, you know, they are, are maybe people are arguing over shots. This team doesn't really seem to have that makeup. I just don't ever think that, you know, Marcus and Kyle Lowry are going to be the type of players who are saying, hey, you know, I feel like you're hogging the ball. I think maybe they might be like – why are you making me shoot so much? So I don't really anticipate that being a problem. I think also, like, this team just found itself.
2: Yeah. Every single
8: game, they do something different. They do something better. They kind of find a new layer. Kawhi improves a little bit more as a passer, and he figures out where guys are supposed to go. So if you give him a full regular season, I think it could almost be, like, like a a worse version of the 73-9 Warriors where they won the championship and then they like really knew each other the next year. So they were kind of able to build these little intricacies that made them almost unguardable up until pretty much game seven of the NBA finals. Hopefully the Raptors, you know, actually win at the end, if they go to the finals, but we also have to see what like what free agency shakes out to be like, like it's hard to really compare them to anybody when all these moving pieces are in the air and we don't know if like, maybe I think, I would say the Sixers getting everybody back. That could be the biggest, uh, the biggest roadblock, but you know, we'll see.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm 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 I mean, this whole thing is uncharted territory. Yep. But like um the the idea of this being the start of something is I think that's what's next, really, right? Like obviously Kawhi has to stay, but then after Kawhi stays, then yeah, we are now entering another era where, you know, you don't have to worry about everything else. You can just really again focus on the title and chasing the title. So Siret, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for sharing your perspective on this whole thing. And um I would say congratulations Raptors won the title, but technically you're not a Raptors fan, so uh, <laughs> enjoy Edmonton
8: thank you I'm glad I could dignify your homerism <laughs>
0: thank you see ya alright see you guys alright Vivek before we let you go as well yep. bring in Alex and his uh, and his shorts yeah we gotta keep that seat with just shorts people shorts. <laughs> I hope Josh is wearing shorts later um, this, this thought of the Raptors being the start of something yeah it's almost unfathomable you know what I mean we're, all, yeah. we're in
6: completely
0: uncharted territory from Absolutely. here on
6: yeah and I think Again, with the Raptors being contenders next year, if Kawhi resigns, uh, that 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 will be a completely new level, right? For yeah. I think the city, the country, because I think I think the following will be there um, a lot earlier. You know, I think I think we saw sort of the bandwagon develop as the season went along, as the playoffs went along, uh, as Kawhi hit those you know memorable shots and created those moments. But now, I think. Uh, if you bring the band back, then everyone's going to be uh, want to be along for the ride right from the very beginning. Yeah. Again, you talk about unchartered territory, basketball going to another level in this country. I think that's where it all starts with, right? And you know, Kawhi gets out those shoes. Uh, everyone gets their shoes July one, and hopefully, he, he's back on Canada Day. Yeah, there you go. That will be the second
0: championship. Yeah. Anyway, Vivek, thanks yep. for coming on the pod. Thanks for having me. Man. Uh, we're gonna replace you with Alex, bro. The Raptors are champions, man. Let's do this. Raptors are are really champions. All right. So while the bake changes his earpiece and, uh, hands it out to Alex here, um, I just want to point out the fact that, look, earlier I sort of sort of I sort of made a rush point about how there's not going to be another team that really emerges right now as a huge threat to the Raptors. I think that's how sort of the rest of free agency is going to approach. Like people are going to see it as the Warriors are no longer this sort of insurmountable hurdle. And they're going to be um, the East, the, at least the, the, the league is open for once. But I think that's sort of this kind of fact that the Raptors are, if Kawhi decides to stay, they have a they have an avenue. A very realistic avenue bring everyone back um and so if that happens like who is the main contender for the raptors right i mean again as syrup mentioned you got to see how free agency checks out but like i mean you know look at the east the sixers okay if they bring everyone back it'll be a ridiculous luxury build. but okay they could be a real threat and maybe milwaukee comes in and they're a threat although the raptors just swept milwaukee so i'm not really seeing um how much of a threat milwaukee will necessarily be next season but Okay, fine, those two are there. But past that, who knows? Like, who who else is really there? And if you look at even in the West, the Warriors, they're very banged up. The Rockets, they're about to break up, basically, because Chris Paul is super unhappy with James Harden and vice versa. And then you look at the rest of that thing. I mean, Denver, Portland, are you, Oklahoma City, are you really worried about any of those teams? And, like, it's it might really come down to the Lakers, who literally have, like, two players in their roster right now. So um, the
9: Raptors are in a good spot. Alex, this is the Jeremy Lin Power Hour right now, or what?
0: Yeah, we, uh, unfortunately, I tried to uh, I, I tried to sell that, but I don't think people want to hear that much wow. about Jeremy. But wow. just real quickly, I mean, you did write about Jeremy in the New York Times, so I feel like you should probably talk about that for just like two minutes before
9: we bring in Ashley. Wow, only getting two minutes? That's, That's it. Fine, but just like Jeremy. No, I I think for us, you know, I know Jeremy didn't play a lot during the playoffs. I think he played a minute in total in the NBA Finals, and it still means a lot, though. You know, the you know my nephews, they were. Watching basketball for the first time during the finals and all of that stuff, and now all they want to do is find out more about the Raptors, find mm-hmm. out more about the team. They yep. joined the CCYAA team starting in October. They got their jerseys yesterday, sponsored by TNT. Yep. Um, and you know they're gonna ask about, they're gonna find out about Jeremy. I really got, got sponsored know? by TNT. <laughs> you know? I'm trying to get that Yo, jersey. Foodie Mark, where was the bag? Foodie Mark, CCYAA shout me out. Let's go, roll song too. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know a lot of Asian kids, I think watching, yeah. whether in Toronto or around the world, like. This will be their first time finding out about Jeremy's story, and his story goes from you know from college to the NBA to insanity and to being an NBA champion.
0: Yeah,
2: and sure. all
9: that matters. Yeah, all that matters.
0: Yeah. So, so look for that on uh, Jeremy Lin Watch. Yeah, nope, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Lin Watch coming. Yeah. But but for real, watch watch out for Kawhi Watch. We already put out episode one. Yeah. Um, you know episode two i believe we're going to do it tomorrow yeah and we'll yep. talk about everything that happened in the parade and it's a lot of
9: stuff that. happening right now
0: so i mean just to give a quick teaser um basically the idea of Kawhi Watch watches we're me and alex are going to sit down and we're going to break down sort of small clues and what Kawhi is going to do in terms of free yep. agency so look out for that episode one is already out on youtube you can check it out on yahoo sports canada yep. joining us right now ashley docking ashley where are you right now hey
10: she's
9: like she's like going for a run Hi right guys. now or something
10: <laughs> <laughs> i'm like out in these streets i thought i would have a little bit more time to get home and i didn't but i was like okay i'm right by where the parade started there's a we the north signage in the back what nice. could be more perfect
0: are the streets clean i, I i'm always really concerned as a polite yeah. canadian that we maybe have left a mess
10: no it looks good everything's clean there's a little bit of debris but it might just be from kids hanging out i don't know okay. that sounds like such a 45 year old mom thing to say Blame the kids.
0: Yeah, it was probably the kids. Um, <laughs> Ashley, first off, how was your ex- parade experience?
10: Um, it was up and down, guys. So I was at Nathan Phillips Square uh, from no. really early in the morning. Um, we did the show, the starting lineup from 5.30 until 10. And then I hung around because I wanted to see the parade get there and see everyone on stage. And as you guys know, everything took forever. And then you saw people kind of get restless. And you saw people... You you kind of just had an impending sense that something was kind of going to go down. And I don't mean to sound too morbid or too too preachy because something did happen. But honestly, you just saw so many people in such a confined space on a hot day without a lot of resources to water, food, washrooms, things like that. Um, And then I happened to be maybe like 20 feet away from where the shooting was, actually. But um, thankfully, I was with the media. So we were on a riser. So I wasn't caught in the stampede. But it was still really crazy. No one knew what was going on. No one really knew what to expect. So there was a couple moments there, for sure, of just major uncertainty. Um, so really scary. And honestly, a damper on such a fantastic day.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think, you yeah, know, Alex and I talked about it afterwards. But, like, I think there was a bit of... Um, poor planning. And, and I would say this, like, okay, look, as much as you want to plan, like, two-plus million people downtown at once is, like, not something yeah. you could just easily plan for. But I think, obviously, the Raptors, not having won a championship for a very long time, like, honestly, I'm not even joking. Like, I don't think there's been a lot of parade experience here in Toronto. And so I think that, like, you know, when they win the championship and again next year, yeah. they'll have a lot better experience
9: about how to, oh, how to man, make this j- whole thing run. Jumping the gun a little bit. Um, you know, the next celebration is actually... In July, when Kawhi announces he's resigning yep. on a billboard at Young Dundas, it's going <laughs> to say he's I staying. Want,
10: I want okay. to give the city planners and police and dignitaries all the credit in the world, but it's not as though Toronto doesn't have marathons all the time. It's not that we yep. don't close down the gardener for bike races. It's not that we don't have the Pride Parade coming out this weekend yep. Yep. where millions of people mm-hmm. attend as well. So I do get what you're saying and the volume, I think is it was an issue, but I think it was more of the short notice, to be honest.
9: Yeah, that's true. No, I'm with Ashley. There should be no excuses. It should have been planned better. Yeah. The whole thing should have been planned better.
0: Oh, yeah. I got I to gotta say, so me and Alex, well, I mean, not Alex, because Alex bailed after 20 minutes because he's old, but, like, <laughs> um, I, I followed, like, the first, like, four kilometers of the parade, like, basically okay. from where you are right now, uh, I think at yeah. Princess Gate, and then all the way until King and University, where it got too hectic, and I'm like, I got to go home. But, um,
2: yeah.
0: like... Throughout that run, like, that was the best part of the parade uh, was just, like, how yeah. much, like, access fans had to, um, you know, the float. That's probably why it took them so long to get there, like, a three-hour delay. But, like, fans were able to just come up and just, like, honestly t- throw things at Jeremy to, like, have him sign things. <laughs> you know, Norm was getting lit spring, people so with champagne, spring. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Jeremy signed this as well. So I'm going to be
9: selling that for $2,000 now. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Did that you thing is priceless. Get,
10: did, you, did you guys get the New Balance shoes?
9: No, I I messed up. I I I was set up to get it, but the site crashed on me, so Wow. Yeah, same.
10: Yeah. But I think that I think Will, we can both agree. Alex has like a lot of plugs. Like I feel like he's gonna be wearing these <laughs> shoes soon. Like he might say. already Yo, have a couple pairs on the way. Like, hey Patrick,
9: Patrick, if you're watching this, man, you know I've been promoting New Balance all playoffs. Who's you know, Patrick, Instagram direct, Patrick, if you're Instagram this. DMs are open. Yo, Patrick, right? bro, send us a. Yo, they're open, Patrick. Don't listen to Will, man. You know who's the one that's promoting for you right now? I, I got more the plugs. Shout bro. out Keyshawn with all the photos too.
0: Yeah, shout Let's out
9: go. Keyshawn,
11: man. Let's go.
0: Um, no, but seriously, though, this run, I mean, there's been a lot of great moments. Ashley, what's what's that one moment that, for you, um, just sort of, I don't know, made you overcome with emotion the most?
10: Um, well, I was at Game 7 against Philly as a non-media member. I was there for Mother's Day with my mom and my brother. Right. And so you guys know, like, there's no cheering in the press box. That's kind of an unwritten OG rule. <laughs> uh, uh, I Will, think this... Will,
9: Will's not aware of this. No, do <laughs>
10: We're
9: in the gondola. Anything goes Oh, are we doing a Will Slander pod now. Let's go. Yeah.
10: No, I heard I heard he was cheering. I heard he was overcome with emotion. <laughs> and I was gonna say that I think this run kind of negated that rule to a certain extent. Um, yeah. at least for some people. But yeah, the the shot, the shot against Philly Game seven, like the bounces. And then when you hear the Mike Green call later, the, oh, like everything about that was so iconic. And moreover than just winning that game, I think that you felt there was a little bit of magic to believe in. And I know that sounds super corny, you guys. Like I'm fully aware of what it sounds like coming out of my mouth, but there's just no way to describe it. Other than that, you're just like, wow, every single shot Kawhi took after that, I expected to go in every single ball that he shot that hit the rim, I expected to go in. Um, So I think that from that moment, there was a little bit of um, like fortune and fate that was along with this team.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I I wrote about it right after that. I was just like, you know, this is sort of the end of Raptors pessimism. And I I know it's it's like a big thing to say, because like, I think there's obviously multiple decades and so many examples of heartbreak and, you know, very recent examples, like literally game three Mm -hmm. against uh, the Cavs in 2018. They made that huge comeback and then LeBron like throws up. Like, you know, I don't even know. I've never seen that shot taken by anyone else ever before in the <laughs> basketball and he hits it and to win the game. Um, but I, I felt like in that moment, if I was like, look, all the bad karma that's been around the Raptors, so this idea the Raptors are cursed, yeah. that thing died. Mm-hmm. That thing died
9: on the, on the fourth bounce on the rim, you it know? Did. so It did. And I think the one thing I'm looking forward to next season, too, is just the fan base becoming maybe like more mature in terms of like we're growing, we're champions now. Like the Raptors okay. are champions, and I think the fan base is gonna have this confidence with them that's yeah. gonna be more permanent now, right? Do like you I feel really like believe that? I do. I really do.
10: Really?
9: I really do. I really do. <laughs> I really do. I feel like
10: people are gonna get so high and so low, like they always do. If Kawhi's I, I, back, if Kawhi's back, Alex, I agree with you though.
9: I think there's always gonna be a segment of the fan base that's like that. And we're probably talking to one of the guys right now. Who, Bro. who you, yo, you told me? <laughs> Slander, this is my show. this is my show. You told me. Wow, you you're big timing off. us now.
10: You're big timing us now.
9: <laughs> you told me after the buzzer beater, Patrick, send me those shoes. You told me the after the buzzer beater that you will never stress again. Yeah. And then I'm sitting with you during the Buck series, and you're yelling at the ref two minutes in. Yelling at the ref is a, a cultural touch point for a ref. No, but I feel I, I feel a general sense of just relief just coming over yeah. the entire fan base, and I think. I think it's yeah. great. And I want the fan base to hold on to this. Like, whether Kawhi stays or not, I know that's a big deal. But this championship is forever. Yeah. Like, this championship is forever. This playoff run is forever. And we'll always have these memories. And I want everyone to hold on to that.
0: Ashley, yeah. let, me,
10: Hello.
0: let me throw you the most sports talk radio of sports talk radio <laughs> questions, all right?
10: Oh, I should be well prepared then.
0: <laughs> is the Raptors... Is, is Toronto now a Raptors town or a Leafs town?
10: Uh, okay, so you can, you, you still, can hear this d-
0: disappointment uh, in her voice. I can't believe I, I did this to you. Okay,
10: so it's still it's still a Leafs town. I after there was some Mitch Marner drama. I don't know if you guys are following along with it. Uh, definitely not. Definitely not. We don't mess with, with double N.
9: We only mess okay. with double N. Yeah. <laughs> we mess with double N.
10: So yeah. here's the thing, though. What this run did do is for the fans that were just sports fans. Who on any given night were like in their family home? Hey, do I turn on the Leafs or do I turn on the Raptors? Let's see what the score is. Let's see which game's more interesting. That's who I'm gonna roll with tonight. I think for those fans, this turned them red as opposed to blue, and not in the conservative way. I think that oh. kind of flipped. <laughs> well, I don't mean to get political, but yeah, I think that's what that might have changed the, the casual fan into Raptors lovers. I think the people that still bleed blue, they still they they're still hockey people, right?
9: Mm-hmm.
10: Ask Sarah Jenkins. What'd she think? Did she convert?
9: Oh, Sarah Jenkins definitely converted. And shout out, Sarah Jenkins. <laughs> you know, if you've seen the viral video of Kawhi's last laugh at the parade, perfectly yeah. synced to the Game 7 buzzer beater. That was Sarah Jenkins' work. She put in overtime during parade day. Genius. Shout out, Dan Tolman. Yo, sorry, I'm going really off the cuff. You got to rein me in, man. No, but you're literally okay. you're, the, you're holding a champagne. Ball. You're the mature guy in the room. You're the mature guy in the room. I, how did this happen? You're the adult in the, the room. Which is,
10: the, yeah, first yeah. This but is yeah, the first problem? problem. But this the first problem. Yeah, is the first problem. Will, <laughs> Will, I'm sorry. It's still. I think it's still Leafs nation, mm-hmm. but I think no, it's Ash- much. I think it's much much closer.
9: Ashley's right, and I think there's a lot of you know. I don't want to call them bandwagons. It's more new fans. Yeah, um, I mean, I welcome. don't know how I don't know. How, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, welcome. Sure. Like if there are people who are just starting to follow the Raptors, just starting to watch basketball, if they don't know a lot of the details, ins and outs about basketball, talk to them about it. Let yeah. them know about it. Let's let's build yeah. this and grow this fan base.
0: Let's yeah do it. let's no seriously let's let's build and grow on this and obviously like you know the whole that I think will be this whole, I hope this playoff run can get rid of is the dichotomy of like you either have to be a Raptors fan or a Leafs fan like I think a lot of Leafs fans felt that way and like you can just support both you know they play they don't always play on the same night in the playoffs <laughs> they'll trade off the Scotiabank <laughs> arena so yeah um no it's it's a great time it's a great time and I think. A lot of this momentum, the Raptors are going to have to build on it, and that's big. Ashley, thanks so much for joining us. Um, thanks, guys.
10: Yeah. Uh, and maybe next time, invite me out to dinner. When you go to the private room at Rolf on like hello, hi. I meant to slander you Yo, guys for that. Actually, I was like, you know that, what? They're we, making up we for that me on this epic podcast. Yeah. This epic podcast. I was yeah. like, okay, I guess we're friends on again. But the... for a while, I did double tap all your Instagram photos. But I felt away. <laughs> I just want everyone to know.
9: Yo, the mature move would have been to invite everyone in Toronto. Yeah, we should. That's done fair. That. <laughs> That's fair. We, yeah. we should have done that. Next time, we'll yeah. definitely bring. we'll, we'll, we'll tell Rolf, <laughs> honestly but we got to merge like
0: two tables because we already got the big circle table and then added like yeah. six other chairs.
10: Yeah. No, we Sorry. saw. We all
9: saw. I'm more mad at Blake <laughs> and Kayla than you, so it's fine. But I'm just letting you know. <laughs> all right,
10: next time. Next time.
9: Thanks, Ashley. All right, bye, guys. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. Man. What's up? You booting me out yet, or
0: are we still chatting? No, let's, 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 we've got to continue the Asian hour for just like another, Asian another two minutes. Um, um,
9: So, wait, hold on. Let's go back to Kawaii Watch, actually, because we didn't plug that enough. Kawaii Watch. So, it's on Yahoo Sports Canada's yeah. YouTube channel.
0: What did we talk about episode one?
9: So, episode one, we went through. So, the format of the show, you know, we go through all the little different clues and factors and and try to break it down because there's just a lot of stuff happening right now. Episode one, I think we did kind of a summary of everything that happened during the Raptors season. So we talked about what winning a championship means to Kawhi possibly staying. Um, We talked about the New Balance campaign that's happening here, right? Because the, the big point is that he he can't be the singular superstar if he goes to Los Angeles. Right. There's just too many
0: fish, uh, too
9: many big yeah. fish. In yeah, in Toronto you put up the billboard, you put fun guy on a t-shirt like yeah. those sell out in minutes, right? I keep seeing like f- yeah. the fun guy t-shirt, the black fun guy t-shirt yeah. is like the most popular, the most common shirt in the ra- in like Toronto right yeah. now. I see it everywhere. And, and it's a great like kind of hidden handshake or acknowledgement with people in public. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, I was out with a friend yesterday, and he was wearing the fun guy shirt. I can't tell you. Like, he got stopped at least six or seven times. Like, yeah. people just wanted to, like, take a selfie with him, like, right. take videos and stuff. Like, that's not happening in L.A.
0: No, it really It's isn't. just
9: not happening in L.A. Yeah. Like, and so we run through a lot of this stuff, and... You know we're gonna be filming, like you said, another episode tomorrow, and we've already got so many things, new <laughs> things to talk about. I was gonna say I, DM, I DM'd you like three times last night. Yeah, I'd be like you'll add this to the yeah, add yeah. This to and that. I added more things today because I'm sure you saw Uncle Dennis was at the airport. I did, and uh, I, did. I think uh, a kid went up and asked if Kawhi was staying, and I'm not sure what was the quote. It was like it wouldn't be, it would be a surprise. It wouldn't be a surprise or something like that, right? Has yeah, what he said. The,
0: the basically the tweet was. Uncle Dennis with this little kid who is like, has to be no more than 10 years old, very adorable. And um, the tweet said, you know, Uncle Dennis, the kid asked Uncle Dennis whether or not Kawhi's gonna stay. And Uncle Dennis is like, if I told you, it wouldn't be a surprise then, which to me, if you don't stay, it that's like cruel. the most cruel villainous cruel. thing It'd to say, cruel. and it's 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 almost yeah. it would be almost so cruel that it's actually kind of funny to me.
9: Yeah, <laughs> like if uh, you I'm left after yet. that, that I'm would be amazing. Yet. Yo, in but, two weeks, I'm gonna be petitioning for the Raptors to relocate to LA if that's what it takes. Yo, for nah. Kawhi to stay. Uh, well, I'm see. almost there. Yeah. That's an episode four spoiler for Kawhi Watch. Yeah.
0: We could be the the third tenant of uh So <laughs> <Staples Center>. <laughs> yeah. like Someone
9: said the Raptors of Orange County or something, which actually sounded kind of good. Let's do it. The Raptors of Orange <laughs> County. The one thing you you guys, if you pull up that tweet of uh Uncle Dennis at the airport, he's also wearing a hat with Kawhi's logo in Raptors Red Color. I've never seen that before. You I'm guys, just saying, man. You, you gotta
0: say some of this for for the show
9: tomorrow. No, but seriously, there's gonna be so much to talk about. Like um, yep. we'll break down um, everything from the parade as well we haven't talked about parade, the five more years chance. five more
0: years uh, the, the key to
9: the city um, he really
0: got he, yeah. like, like you're just yeah. gonna leave you're gonna leave the key to yeah. the city you're yeah. gonna leave your customized toronto public library gift card he's accepting plants card. from the plant guy he got a plant he yeah. got um you know i mean he got a chance to go see niagara falls he went to niagara Falls. like he literally had like i don't know if you saw the footage but there's like Probably it was like the Pied Piper. There was like twenty five yeah. kids just following yeah. Kawhi throughout Niagara uh, Falls. I do you think know? at
9: some point, like for the fans, and uh, uh, like you know, we you gotta give them some like personal yeah. space. Uh, I, mean, I get it though when you see Kawhi like that, and like uh, he had if Raptors, you're a kid, I mean, what are you gonna do? He had you Raptor really security him, you know? with him too, so it wasn't like yeah. you know he 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 was looking out for himself. But you know, I think there's there's definitely a line between like having fun and like maybe crossing over it. All right, yeah.
0: So you can check out all that on episode two of Kawhi Watch. Yeah. It's going to be on Yahoo Sports Canada, the YouTube page, the same place you find inside the green room. Yeah. Alex, I'll catch you, I'll catch you tomorrow, man.
9: Yeah, no, I appreciate same it. Same place, same time? Always, man. Raptors won the championship. Yeah, Raptors won the championship. can't believe it. All right,
0: so we're going to let Alex go. We're about to bring in Josh, my buddy Josh, who, honestly, Josh is one of the most positive and upbeat people that I've ever met in my life. And so... Uh, The two of us being Raptors fans, I can only anticipate this being a very joyous occasion. Um, So we're going to bring in Josh. We're going to have Harrison Sanford on the line. We're going to get some inside scoops on um, sort of what at least Danny's life has been like in the last couple of days. Um, I can only imagine that, uh, you know, he's really lived it up and deservedly so. So we'll we'll talk about that. But more than anything else, when you just walk through the city, like you just see Raptors fans. I mean, for me, it might have been a little different because I was in Oakland um for game six and then i was sort of trapped uh overnight in denver because of a misflight. a lot of things happened Well, so it took me a while to actually get back to toronto but ever since i got back to toronto like every time i see a raptors fan um it just it honestly feels like the raptors won the championship all over again and it's just nice to be able to just have this sort of moment of happiness over and over and over again because the raptors are champions josh the raptors are champions baby how you doing never better never better
12: yeah, this has been an incredible week. I started a new job on Monday.
0: Yeah, congratulations.
12: The Raptors won last Thursday.
0: Mm-hmm.
12: What's there to be upset about?
0: Oh, did you also hear the Celtics are falling apart?
12: I did. <laughs> I did hear that. And Chris Paul, whose anger management Kyle Lowry uh, is losing his mind, it's can't. I've never <laughs> uh, seen anything more exciting. Yes. In, since maybe Masai traded Bargnani because then you knew mm-hmm. anything was possible. Yeah. How are you feeling? Well.
0: I feel great. I feel great. I'm so happy you reminded me of the Chris Paul thing because if you haven't had a chance to already, there is a video clip floating out there on Twitter where Shams is sort of delivering the news of what's going on in uh, Houston. (laughs) And the way Shams delivered the news, I I think he said something like, you know, the Rockets have been going calling teams uh, and calling them and said, like, yo, basically, we'll give you Chris Paul for free. And teams are like, we're we're good.
12: It's like a 36. (laughs) It's over 30. That's not like why would anybody want to take like I thought Utah made sense but then I saw the Mike Conley Did you see the Mike Conley news?
0: I did. Yeah. Okay. I, know I, you've I don't been in I, I can't for... I can't believe he got traded for like scrap parts. Uh
12: I kind of hope that it means that he's able to compete for something. Yes, I hope so too. And maybe I,
0: he has the same you know redemption as uh, Marcus Hall, although I doubt that he got that in in Utah, but I, I like Utah actually. Utah's going to be a good team next year. They should have home court advantage in the first round, but um I mean, this Chris Paul thing is just it just it's just so nice it. to see. I
12: think I find it more fun than the Boston Celtics fan.
0: Well, I was going to say, we don't really have to pick because all of the Raptors' enemies <laughs> are dead. Uh, Brooklyn's still kicking. What are, what's Brooklyn really going to be doing with Kyrie Irving? Winning a lot of games in a, in a pretty bad Eastern Conference. Yeah, and then they're going to lose in like the second round. Like, I'm, not stressing, right. I'm not stressing
12: that team whatsoever. No, I'm not stressed about them, yeah. but they're not dead. I would have stressed that they got KD as well. The Knicks are dead. No, the, the Knicks. Knicks are big dead. The Knicks went from like all no, those Photoshop Seriously, hours. it's just like <laughs> it's really thinking, like, oh my goodness, the Knicks are going to be something next year. To what are the Knicks? What, what are the Knicks? They're they're going to be RJ Barrett who is Demar Derozan.
0: Oh come on, don't say that. Don't say that.
5: No,
12: Demar Derozan's a, a four time All Star, two times All NBA.
0: I know. I, I agree. I'm not saying anything slander about Demar. We we praised Demar a lot previously, but not me Uh, oh come on all right but no i i I really hope that rj is gonna have a long and prosperous career i really do think his game is going to translate well to the next level he's
12: he's ready to be a shooter
0: also bro rj was in san francisco uh, on first take when they had the show and they had him on and they were like who you got in the finals he's like i gotta go with my raptors my raptors he said my raptors so you know look out for that 2026 Whatever year RJ becomes a free agent, listen, the Raptors we're coming for you, man. We're coming to save everybody. But joining us on the line, oh, okay, no, never mind. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna take a couple more minutes here to get Harrison on the line. He's uh, I think he's in New York right now. But... Yeah,
12: he's been uh, hanging out with Danny and Larry O'B. Oh, there we go. Oh,
0: I, I see him now. What's good, Harrison? No, where where is Harrison? He looks like he's in like a. He's like
12: in the back of an Uber. Yeah, that's kind of lit.
0: This is this is this is riveting radio that we're doing here. All right, we got we got to keep treading water for just a second here, but um, no, it's
12: great. Um, who was the who was your favorite? Who was your MVP of the Raptors parade? Of the Raptors parade, um, it's gonna be Marcus Hall, and I'm trying to embody Marcus Hall because right now in this show it feels like we're turning the corner up University, mm. and we need to keep the energy going. And I've prepared that energy. Yes. Marcus was incredible. And you know what? Because everybody thought that's the weak bus.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. It was like the, oh, look, there's Jeremy Lin and yeah. Pascal. And like, I think Pascal might have been on that bus. Yeah. You know, but like, it was like, it just, I, I think Pascal was a little bit, uh, he might have overdid it. You know? Like, yeah, I think he, he, seems he looked like kind of tired. But, uh, but Marcus Saul, man. Marcus I, I, like... I think Marcus probably got like, he's probably still hungover right now. I hope so. He's probably taking his kids out sailing and he's probably just like, you know. Getting seasick along with being hungover. I mean, I'm just, I just hope Marcus Hoff is a great summer because he, he deserves it. Did a great, he, great
12: and, summer. And the, the, this Raptors team, you have to cheer for every guy. Every guy is a name brand in the NBA. Yep. And one that you were cheering for. I guess if you're sort of a Kawhi hater, San Antonio, it makes some sense. Like it's yep. it wasn't it wasn't a clean breakup, mm-hmm. but everywhere everybody else, you know, Fred VanVleet sort of. Wichita State, undrafted. Mm-hmm. Bet on yourself. Bet on your life. Bet on your life. <laughs> and he did it. So it's been fun to see the His life.
0: The, really looked like it was in jeopardy. Like his health was just overall declining. You know.
12: Yeah. No. He. Shout he out if it. they it's had to one. go to Game Seven, I don't know if
0: you know Fred would have made it.
12: He was like, I mean, beat he got up.
0: hit. He got hit many times. I couldn't believe he didn't have a concussion after Sean Livingston elbowed him in the face.
12: No, because Masai didn't touch him. If Masai had, oh yeah, if that's you right. swatch, switch it out. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all right is really much the cop <laughs>
0: I, i'm 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 really proud of Masai. that's my president <laughs> uh, we're gonna bring in harrison right now from new york uh harrison first off actually before we talk about any raptor stuff what's the mood like in new york these days because it feels like they didn't get KD. they're not gonna get Kyrie. they're not gonna get zion i mean what what's going on in new york right now what's what are the streets saying about uh the knicks
13: well, there's no basketball buzz in the city, man. It's over. <laughs> I just, I just, <laughs> that's
0: unfortunate. I,
13: I just I walk I just walked by uh, Mass Square Garden not too long ago. So no, it's it, 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 just there's just pe- there's just people going to work. Okay, it's a They're busy it's work, a busy
0: part and, of the city, you know.
13: You know that's it. There's no basketball buzz. I used to see a lot of Knicks jerseys. I don't see any. So. Yeah. um... It's unfortunate, but is it? it is
0: what it is. I just, I just hope the falafel carts and stuff—they still get business, you know. Without the Knicks fans around, you know, I hope like.
12: <laughs> the like, Long is undefeated.
0: It's all right. You know, listen, the, the one thing New York has over every other, you know, city in North America is the the street the street carts.
12: Like, all of the food in New York is incredible. Every, like everywhere yeah, you go, that's true. Um, Harrison, what have you been up to since Thursday night? Seriously, tell us, man. Oh
13: man, it's been it's been crazy. Uh, is when is what night you want to know about
12: the ch- championship Thursday night, right? Thursday. Thursday. Then you yes. are you in Vegas the whole weekend?
13: No, no, I was in no, I was in Toronto. So I oh yeah, that's a watch right. Party. That's right. Yeah, I hosted a watch party. I think you guys might be able to see me here in a bit too. I'm actually getting settled in, um, but <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh, hosted a watch party. On Thursday night, watched the streets look crazy. Um, And then after that, Friday was more celebrations. Uh, One of Danny's favorite DJ friends came into town. And then uh, Saturday, hung out with some Raptors fans. Uh, Sunday was the Sunday Danny came out for a little bit. The players went out for a little bit. Monday was the parade, which was nuts. I had to do, like, a TV hit, like, in the morning, and then I was on the float. So that was wild. Wild. Um, uh, then to try to sleep, the players went out again Monday night, as they should. Yep. yep. And then came to, came to New York City uh, with Danny Tuesday morning uh, to do, like, a live, to do an event with uh, Jalen Rose and Puma in Brooklyn, oh. right across from Barclays. Um, Champagne had couple, campaign. Yeah. Yeah, and he bought he bought Larry with him. Larry will be. Oh, wait, hold Larry's on. Larry's with him. I, I was I gonna have, say. I took a picture with Larry yesterday.
0: Uh, is Larry gonna be in the studio that we're sitting in right now?
13: That I believe is very possible. Okay. <laughs> right, I, I, I,
0: I got a fan out. I got a fan. I got a photo with the Larry as well. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah yes. I think
13: there's. I think there's a very strong uh, possibility that Larry's coming uh, to the studio because Larry's Jones. coming back to. He's coming back. He's coming back to Toronto with us tonight.
0: That's gonna be the. it's gonna be the most beautiful prop set ever. You know what I mean? It's can't just like it. right there in the middle, the championship. Harrison, Danny, whoever else is coming on the inside the green room. It's gonna be a, an amazing episode. I just. Uh, yo, but Harrison, I'll I gotta, just
13: kissed Larry the whole time. That's fine. That's
0: <laughs> that's, that's, fun. that's that's great audio. That's that's honestly great audio. ASMR.
13: Some <laughs> are you just kiss kissing back. Larry O'Brien. <laughs> man,
0: they got, by the way, they got to give up. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that he got rebanned as Larry O'B because, like, Larry O'Brien is, like, people don't even know who he is. Like, he was, like, a I... former commissioner of the NBA, like, way back when. And, like, that's what the title's named after. Like, Nick, it could have called something cool like Stanley Cup or something. But it's okay. Larry O'Brien is is Larry cool enough man. as it is.
12: But um, Harrison, I got to ask you. Or Larry O'Baby. Oh. Baby. Yep. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> That's a good idea. larry baby
0: <laughs> Yo, Harrison, I got to ask you. This yeah, is the most important sorry. question. What happened with Danny's hair? And uh, did you have any involvement in what, what Danny did with his hair? Because uh, people, uh, on, people on the streets were saying it looked like he was shock top. Like, you know, that that, that beer <laughs> yes. with, like, the orange citrus in it. Like, he, he looked like shock top.
13: Uh, no, I had nothing to do with Danny's hair. I was surprised just like everybody else was.
0: The
12: length um, is incredible. Yeah.
13: Like so. Apparently, that's how his hair always was during the course of the season. He just kind of like pushed it and combed it in. Like he didn't. He actually picked it out. So he didn't. It's not like. Uh. He and what he wants to do, I guess, now he says he wants to nurture it, let it grow, let it, you know, let. The he's a he's choose. a na- he's a
12: natural hair influencer now. Yo, shout out yeah, yeah, no. there. Uh... He
0: gets uh, the
13: discounts from now on. You know? <laughs> him and him at Cloray with the with the ads. Yeah, he just wants. I guess he just wants to let it grow for the summer, let it do its natural thing. I read it. The natural, let the natural juices flow, <laughs> and then uh, we'll move from there.
0: What was your reaction? What did you tell him when you saw it? Uh, I
13: just laughed. Yeah. I just laughed, which has been pretty much my reaction for about seventy percent of the past week or so. Like during the parade, so many people were just smiling.
12: Yeah, and
13: I was tell I was telling people. I, again, I have, I wasn't born a Raptors fan, and obviously yeah. I cheer for the guys because, you know, they've been on the pod, they've shown me love. Um, but to see the fans smiling, like, I couldn't stop smiling. During the entire parade, like, my face was hurting because um, I just literally was smiling the whole time. And if I wasn't smiling, I was shaking my head in disbelief. There was one moment during the parade where I made uh, eye contact with Drizzy. Shout out to Drizzy because that was cool. We made eye contact. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, flex, flex. <laughs> minor flex. <laughs> No, that is nowhere close to effects at all. Did you see um, the diamond but,
12: in his tooth, like in person?
13: There's a diamond. I didn't. There's like
12: something in his tooth. It looks like a diamond. Because I always thought it was broccoli, but it looks. Like, you it, always thought it was broccoli. Cause it glints, and then you're like, "What is that?" So carry on, carry on, carry on.
13: <laughs> no, it's all. Okay. I mean, I'm going to end right here. But even to see and drink, yeah. Like, look, we made we like we looked at each other, and we were just shaking our head like in disbelief at the crowd, yep. the energy, the vibes. It was uh, it's been a hell of a run. Um Hell of a
0: run. We were just talking about how uh, Mark Gasol was the MVP, at least for the last hour of the parade, you know, because he started, like, really turning up towards the end. But you were on the float and stuff. Like, who was going the hardest throughout this entire parade?
13: Well, I was on uh, Norm, Danny, and Chris Boucher's float. Right. And Norm Norm is an all-star. Norm is an all-star. Norm was just... He was, you he could tell that he was, he yeah, had just went out the night before. You could tell that he didn't have that. Like when they had the little get together, like in the arena at OVO uh, Athletic Center, and everybody was just trying to, you know, get their energy up, you could tell his energy was low. Uh, but then as soon as he starts seeing people, he's like, he's into it, had a couple mm. cigars, a couple drinks. Obviously, he was he was spraying everybody with uh, the champagne. We ran out of champagne. He started spraying people with Budweiser. <laughs> um, or Coors Light, whatever the beer of choice was. So that was fun. Uh, Norm had a lot of energy, and he he actually had his um T-shirt cannon with him. So he was shooting out the Understand the Grind T-shirt as well. Um, he was an all-star for sure. He had, for, for somebody who didn't look like he had any energy, walking yeah. into OVO the morning of, he had a bunch of energy when she showed, when she got certain love fans.
12: Makes sense. Secret Jamaican, Norm Powell. I actually don't yes, know if that's indeed. true, but it's a Jamaican-ass name. Nah, nah, he's
13: not. Nah. I'm Jamaican. You're Jamaican? I
12: with him that he's Jamaican. He's Jamaican? Oh, shit. Yeah, Norm. Far <laughs> Wow, What you excellent. hear Norm, Mr. Jamaican, I say, pull up, <laughs> <"Pool> up. <laughs> Yo, Norm can never leave. Norm can never leave Toronto. Norm can never he leave can Toronto. Can never leave Toronto, man. He can never leave. Uh, I was going to say, yeah,
0: I'm just, I'm just happy for everybody, you know? Like, you know, like. Um, like Harrison, as you mentioned, like as an outside of the city, like when you see that kind of energy reflected, you know, you know, um, towards like the parade and sort of how the city actually got to celebrate itself, you know, we were we, like, I remember when we talked before I think maybe the playoffs started or maybe during the first round about sort of just like having faith in the city, sort of. Um, the city sort of leaning towards naturally being more pessimistic, a little leaning more towards being a little bit more anxious. Um, to see yep. the relief and sort of the just sheer unbridled joy in the city, like, did you think that this is what you know was going to transpire uh, when uh, when the Raptors actually did the whole thing?
13: Uh, at a certain point, I believed it. Um, once once I knew that once KD's situa- the injury situation, uh, kind of played itself out in terms of. He wasn't going to play the first two games. I fully believe that the Raptors are going to win. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of watching the, the the Raptors fan base, I did not foresee this because I thought from the beginning of the year they had a championship level team. And throughout the entire throughout the season, throughout the playoffs, it felt like I kept on having to remind people to not be so pessimistic about the team. Just look at the way they're structured, look at the IQ, look at the talent, and uh, I think everything will be fine. But I, you know, the history of the heartbreaks, um, I really played an impact on how people received the team throughout the playoffs to take, you know, one bad quarter, uh, which was, which have resulted in a loss. And, that, and you know there's a sizable portion of people who were just like, not necessarily off the bandwagon, but they would revert back to that just like not even cautiously optimistic move like, oh, here they go again. And even, you know, even when they were in game six, you know, I'm a basketball fan, so I wanted to see game seven. But you know, there's so many people like, ah, I don't want to Game seven. No, they can't take the heartbreak or it can't take, you know, the, the pressure. Um, but to see where it is now is is a beautiful thing. Again, I've seen the fan go from you know being you know having anxiety to being cautiously optimistic to being 100% confident um, in in how everything goes. And I guess the only and I've told people this the only disappointing thing about this whole situation um, is that you can't talk about the Raptors championship, you can't talk about the Raptors uh, getting their first title in franchise history without thinking without mentioning Kawhi Leonard in the first. Ten, you know, five, ten minutes, and specifically Kawhi Leonard's free agency. Um, so I wish, I wish, I almost wish for the fan base that he was signed for four years, so you could just take in the, you know, the glory of a championship yeah. and not worry if you can do it again. Um, that's a, maybe that's probably the only thing that's like disappointing a little bit about the whole championship vibe. It's just, it's, you know, it's a big, it's an elephant in the room. Is he going to come back? And it's unavoidable. But for the most part, uh, seeing the transformation from the fan base. Has uh, been special, and I guess hey, if Kawhi does actually come back uh, for a sizable amount of time, then you're just talking about a fan base doing a you know a total character transformation, which would be dope. Yeah,
12: he, yeah, and I think that regardless of Kawhi's decision in a few weeks, I think that the confidence will eventually settle into a way that it stays. I think that a lot of people's anxiety about this team being you know crap is gone. Like people believe that the rap the Toronto Raptors a championship franchise. Yeah. And if Kwai leaves, they might not compete again for championship next year, but we know that we're, you know, to be taken seriously. We're not the Orlando magic. We're not the Utah jazz who, or the Timberwolves. I think one of the, the, yeah. the biggest remaining jokes in the NBA, like, you know, NBA fan circles. It sucks. Yeah. If Kawhi leaves, you'll have to figure it out. But now this team knows that, you know, the Toronto Raptors are here to stay. Their fans are for real. Their organization is serious. And, um, and yeah, one of the things I loved about seeing the parade was all these people whom you don't always think about being Torontonians. Like yeah. you saw the families come down from Markham, you saw the you know the the, the construction workers from the West End and yeah. north of the city come into the city. And now that the Toronto Raptors have won, those people know that they are together. Together, they're part of a fandom that is yeah. is for real. And that yeah, if Kwai leaves, it'll be trash. Like everything will suck. Right, but. Yeah, like, the the Detroit Pistons fans, I guess they're, like, weird, racist Michigan, but um, what's his fan? The Boston Celtics, they're a terrible team, but their fans know that they are a championship organization, they're a championship franchise, so there's going to be that pride, and I think that Raptors pride is here to stay forever, And, and, and and I'm excited to see that come, I'm excited to see what that looks like. You know, there are all these media guys whose jobs are to talk about the Leafs, and the Leafs you know, a mixed bag of success over the years. And I think that same kind of base level optimism will come to Raptors fandom.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, the, the quickest, the crudest way to describe it is the Raptors finally lost their virginity. That's <laughs> legit what happened. And that's what that's that's honestly the emotional relief and everything that comes with it, like the confidence that comes with it. Yeah. Like, it just is. That stigma is over. The Raptors
12: did it. Like, like, you know, metaphorically it did it, but like also, you know, figuratively did it. They did it. They man. won a chip. They, they have that gold tag shot. on the back. Like, I'm going to be. So imagine excited. the insecurity <laughs> of your 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 team not having the gold tag on the back of your jersey. I can't imagine.
0: Yeah, for sure. Harrison, bro, I'm really excited that you were a part of this entire run. Obviously, it's not over. You're going to be coming back here in the studio, and you're going to be bringing Larry Ob. So I can't wait for that. Um, look out for inside the green room. But Harrison, thank you so much for being along with us during this run, and thank you for coming on the show, man
13: it's been a lot of fun man it's uh couldn't have imagined that it happened like this you know quite a run and yeah you're right we're not done
0: yeah we're not not done done. we're not done
3: yes sir selling a little or a lot
14: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today.
0: Yes, sorry Bob. Yes. All right, Harrison, thank you. All right, so in the meantime, um, we're going to bring Alex back in. Whoa. Let's go, baby.
12: Have you guys actually met each other? No, Never, just we've in
9: the.
12: Been <laughs> <laughs> Alex, yeah. I don't know if everybody knows this. Yeah, He's know wearing the I mean. Silver Bullet ninety uh, sevens <laughs> <97s> right now. <laughs> Alex has has the shoes on Decky. <laughs> <laughs> he has them. He has yeah. the Union ones. Like to me, the <laughs> best shoe of twenty eighteen, the yeah. blue toe <laughs> Union one.
9: This is uh, the thing. This is the thing. In an what?
12: IKEA box somewhere in this guy's apartment. This is
9: the thing. Will's not on Instagram. So Will only knows me through Twitter in real life. He Bro, doesn't know Instagram, Alex. N- n- no, listen. My approach towards Instagram <laughs> is like Kawhi's yeah. approach towards any social media. Right? Yeah. Actually, can we talk about that? Why? Wh- what's your explanation of why you won't you won't join Instagram? You, got, you would get a big following. You would get a big following, obviously, for sure. And you would finally settle once and for all that we are two different people.
12: Also, right. Will's in one of the most beautiful relationships. Like, like I know oh, his, part, real now, his right? like personal life isn't a big part of what he does, yeah. but Will's in a beautiful relationship, yeah, yeah. and that shit gets likes.
9: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything. Double tap, bro. Yeah. Am I going to explain? Yeah. yeah. All right. Explain yourself. <clears throat> to quote Kawhi.
0: Stop quoting Kawhi. Be your own <laughs> man. When I was on Rosan, you saw it, was, it was on there.
9: Yep. When, <laughs> when I made the prediction of Raps in 5 and I stared into the camera, yeah. it was on there. Yeah. So, you just go so viral. Either. You go viral without having an account. Is what Listen, I got to take the
0: Kawhi approach. Kawhi has made yeah. all of us better people, I yo. think. Like, we can all yeah. learn something from Kawhi. All this guy's Kawhi. doing is
9: comparing himself to Kawhi. Right? <laughs> yo, 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 my I'm not head's, my head's, head's gone too big. Yo, yo, your head's already been <laughs> big. big. Watch
0: out for <laughs> Will Lou <laughs> Watcher. Right? That's going to be the bigger <laughs> one. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, but seriously, like, you know, I honestly, I, I really do feel like I give a lot of my life um, to Twitter and I give a lot of you my do, life to podcasting. Bro, most of my friendship experiences aren't podcasting. Most of the time when I see people, I'm like, yo, come on the podcast, we'll hang out we'll turn it into content you know Josh like, yeah that's fine that's, so, that's yeah. exactly but we go
12: out afterwards yeah we go we, there, we'll there's, the there's, there's, there's a real friendship in it it's not yeah, just content of Wilson 2015. And,
9: yeah of and I and I don't yeah. think you should sell yourself short I mean you should let people know the other night when we went into Rose on at 4 in the morning on Saturday um, how many people stopped you in the restaurant alright this is not yeah. this, this is not <laughs> about yeah. that this is not, not about that, that. it's not you about that you want slander or I you want props no, me and Will
0: for real I do no, appreciate that like how many people have like come up to me over this like run and just like shown support and stuff Listen. I, I honestly don't, I just, I was just a Raptors fan for a very long time. Like, yeah. I didn't have a traditional sort of, like, yeah. journalist sort of background. Sort of me and Alex was the same way. You know, we did other things. And, you know, it was sort of just, this team sort of became undeniable. And I really wanted to sort of dive in and get my perspective. And so, when people were actually able to sort of reflect that yeah. sort of love that I have for the Raptors back onto
9: me, it's just, it feels very satisfying. So, I really do appreciate it. No, like listen, that. man. Like, I know I work with you and all that stuff. But, like, you know, not even just this playoff run. Like, all the past years when you were doing... All your stuff whether it was at raptors republic or other places it's like after every raptors game i'm always looking for we'll lose 10 things yeah like honestly like that's the thing that i want to read to help myself understand what happened make myself a smarter guy watching basketball and you know the podcast and all of that stuff like you've been doing it for a long time and i think the reason why you're sitting in that chair today, and that people are, yo, why am I hyping this guy up right now? Because he, me- yo, <laughs> no, the this reason, is the really beautiful, <laughs> yo, in the middle of hyping him up, I like reach some kind of like consciousness,
12: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
9: But let me finish. But like, right. like, you know, the reason there's a reason why you're doing what you're doing today. Yeah, like you put in the work, and I think the fan base really gravitates to what you do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a very special spot to be in. And that's why it's so great to be able to see the Raptors win the championship because everybody gets to shine. Yeah. Like, you got to write about the NBA Finals. You got to yeah. cover the NBA Finals the entire run. You're covering the team that won the NBA Championship. And next year, you're going to be covering the defending champions. Yeah. Like, it's going to be beautiful.
12: And I, I don't know how much everybody knows, but like, you thought about leaving the industry a little while ago. And I, mean, I think it was
0: honestly like a real consideration. It's just it's hard to make like to be honest about it. It's it's hard to sort of have like uh, a long term outlook with something yeah. like this, and it really yeah. does depend on sort of what happens. So again, Masai, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Shout out much. Masai. Or, shout out Masai. Do you mean shout Dan out, like, Tolman or Masai? Right shout now? out Bobby. Shout out Dan <laughs> Tolman. No, but seriously, though, like sh- shout out Dan Tolzman actually. No, but seriously, though, uh, honestly, like to actually build a team and to sort of that is worthy of coverage and, and yeah. sort of we see every single outlet yeah. is sort of expanding on the rapid coverage. Yeah. Um, it, it's created a lot of opportunities and uh, I'm, I'm happy I didn't sort of turn down that path.
12: But I say that to say the person you've been in producing media and content and participating in the media is also why you have these opportunities. It's not, yes, Masai, you know, yes. yeah, MVP of exactly my life. Right. But you've been, you've been more embracing to non-traditional media figures than anyone I know. Yeah. Yeah. You've... Been candid and honest and yourself in a way that sports media doesn't always embrace, yeah. and um, that's made people gravitate towards you. And you have you have a, a real future ahead of you in this industry. And I'm, I'm proud to be like one of your buddies to see to, to yeah, see this, and I'm proud to be one of your fans. I think that you do it better than most. And uh,
9: thank you. No, I think you should you should own that. Like yeah. I think and it's you good. got to
12: cover the finals, anyway. yeah. you got to cover, cover really the finals. you got to cover every single playoff game the Yo, front.
9: you were at every single playoff like, game, and you you deserve you deserve everything that's coming your way, bro. You really yeah. do. I didn't know I was getting sent back in here to I just be hype <laughs> man. This is,
2: this but no, this this for, look, for this all the slander the for,
9: for, <laughs> for all the slander that I give you and stuff, like you know it's all jokes. You know I love you and stuff, and like yo, everyone in Toronto supports your work. Yeah, no, it's honestly it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. I really, I really do think that more people should take the same approach of just
0: like, you know, just kind of create the content that you would like to see. Yeah. Create
9: your content. And then, honestly, the yeah. advice is like, yo, just be who you are, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the easiest thing to do, sometimes the hardest thing, though, is, is to just be yourself. Because sometimes you might feel like who yourself is isn't like marketable enough yeah. or people are not going to attach to it. But I think people relate to stuff that you do or stuff that we do because – Yo, people know us, yeah. um, like, whether they meet us in person, whether they know us on social media and stuff. And then when they see us talk and do our content and stuff, we're the same people. Yeah, Like, we're consistent. Yeah, Like, real. this is who we are, and who we are is good enough. And we got to believe in that. Yo, this is like some motivational speakers yeah like, we need put the, this the, put this video in the self-help <laughs> section i'm putting <laughs> the last go. 15 minutes on
0: my resume somehow. yo let's I, go all right clip I got, this I, <laughs> thank you for so much for this <laughs> willu hype up segment i really do appreciate it seriously i really do and um, thank you for coming through the show We're, you, you guys are about to be replaced by the pound the rock crew so, oh, so, you know, yeah. you guys got to clear out. But, uh, you know, yeah. seriously, Alex and Josh, thank you so much for Yo, coming on the show. Shout out
9: shout out, Will Lou, man. Let's go.
12: Shout out Will Lou. Shout out Lou Will.
9: Yeah, shout out Lou Will. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I <laughs> might pop back in for a third segment. You don't know. All right. So we're going to transition a little bit
0: here. Uh, we're going to move on to our second last segment. We got uh, the Pounder Rock crew. The two of my favorite Raptors fans. Um, I'm really happy they were able to join. But... Um, they're, just, they're, they're hugging Josh and Alex right now. This is this is really sweet. Yo, can you guys come in already and do the show? There we go. Joe Wolf on, buddy. Let's go. What
15: it do, baby?
0: What it do, baby? How many times has that been said today? Uh, a couple. A couple. I figure. Yeah. So we got Joe Wolf on and...
4: Uh... What it do, baby? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, original.
0: we got Joe Scasharo, man. Let's go. Pound the rock. I'm just happy for Toronto fans to have the same feeling as Detroit fans to uh, to (laughs) have that championship feeling, you know. Shout out Pound the Rock.
16: Dwayne Casey's not going to recognize Scotiabank Arena when he comes in next year, and there's a banner hanging that's not a division banner.
0: Oh man, Dwayne Casey! I think they got to take down those division banners. What do you think? 100% got to take down those division banners. What are they doing there? They shouldn't have been there in the first place. 2015 was an embarrassing year, not a positive year. They didn't win a single playoff game. The only good thing that happened in 2015 was when Bruno made his debut. And that was,
15: like, 2014-15. That was in 2014 against yeah. the Bucks. They should know. really just raise a 2014 banner. So yeah. That was the year, like, they got good. The turnaround. The they should
16: they should hang a Maasai-hired banner. And then until yes, until New
15: Year's that year, like, until it flipped to 2015, they were incredible. They were, like, top of the East, had that game against the Bucks where they were up by 50 points and, like, yep. had the Bruno game.
0: Had the game where Lou Williams had, like, 30-something points and beat the Cavs. Yeah. That Cleveland, entire cal-
16: Cleveland, that was, like, the first time they beat LeBron yeah, I don't yeah, know how yeah, many yeah. years.
15: That entire calendar year was, like... That
16: deserves a banner. Yeah. 2014-15 season not so much. But also you said uh the only good thing that happened in that 2014-15 season was not true cuz one good thing that came out of that season was it convinced Lowry to become skinny Lowry. The ending yeah. of that season against yeah. the Wizards convinced Lowry to become skinny Lowry and changed everything.
0: I can I couldn't honestly believe how much he changed his entire
15: like shape.
0: Yeah,
16: in that yeah. summer. And now, and like now he's, he's eating insomnia cookies
0: and winning a championship. You know? sort of it comes like
15: full circle. Really. He, like, settled somewhere in the middle, right? Like, he's not quite skinny Lowry no. anymore, but he's also not quite, like, 2014 Lowry. Uh, uh, that just looked like... not quite bowling ball Lowry anymore. That just looked like it was painful for him to even sustain that. You know what I mean?
0: It was just, like, you know, it was temporary. I'm happy those photos are out there with him, you know, flexing with, uh, I think, uh, Brian Roberts. And uh, who was it? The guy with the beard who
16: played on the page? Kylo Quinn. Kylo Quinn, yeah. Never yeah. never lost the junk in the trunk, though, which was no, key, too. that's important. Yeah, but
15: I remember, actually, so, like, after that 2013-14 season, you remember how he announced that he was he was re-signing? And he was wearing, like, the throwback yeah. purple Vince Carter yeah. jersey? And he had love handles, man. Like, that jersey <laughs> did not fit him properly. <laughs> he knew he was about to get paid the most money he's ever been paid in his life.
0: So yeah. he was ready for it. Um, guys, I'm just so happy we're doing this, man. I'm really yeah. happy we're doing this. Um, the three of us, we've been, in, like, you know, in sports media for a very long time. I think uh Cash, you with you being You've the Been long, at it so. the longest, man. Yeah, I mean, no, I for was... real. Like and for the people that have had the most skin in the game, like I'm just so happy that they were able to deliver this moment because like, you know, at at some point it's not just about the Raptors, it's also about the people that sort of are associated with the Raptors and in terms of media, like I, re- I really do associate you too a lot with the Raptors and so Congratulations, man! Congratulations, Raptors blog.
16: Yeah, they should give us rings, man. You know, but honestly, Raptor, like I remember being, man, I had to have been nineteen twenty maybe yeah. doing Raptor blog. Shout out to Scott Carefoot who gave Shout who out. gave me the keys to Raptor blog back then when it was uh, part of the score. And it was actually like a an early similar version to the, kind of what you're doing now, with the ten yeah. thoughts after games, and it was like six thoughts I, th- I think at the time. Sure. But it was like the games I was writing about, like thinking back and remembering. Like, I remember writing about. Do you guys remember when the Raptors, the boschless Raptors, because he was out with a broken face, got blown out by the Bulls at home in a game at the end of the 2009 2010 season? That, yeah, and, and they this, were chasing the, a playoff that run, effectively yeah. ended their their chance at a playoff spot that year. And that game at the time felt like everything. Yeah, like oh, can they squeak into the playoffs and the eight seed and lose to uh, Cleveland at the time? You're you telling know,
0: Jared Jack couldn't play with Bosh out,
16: and like I remember writing about that game for a Raptor Blog back then, and that felt like, oh, this is so devastating. They're not going to make the playoffs again, yeah, and yeah. You just see. Well,
15: that was, I think, when you knew that Bosch was probably going to leave, and that too, right? too, and
16: knowing Bosch was going to be gone, but just like thinking back to that and writing about those teams for Raptor Blog, and then like just how how far it's come, how far we've all come, how far the team has come, the franchise, the fan base, yeah, like it's unbelievable man and it's it's still surreal yeah like there are times i still try to con- remind myself man they really traded for Kawhi leonard they had Kawhi leonard this had, year yeah. and then it's like hey they got to the finals man they won a championship yeah they had how many million people come out for a parade like that all just happened
0: i was gonna say and to the point of the Kawhi leonard trade like what a break that was for the raptors because we were talking about it on the podcast shout out pound the rock one time but like a couple of times actually this is not the first time we're talking about it but um we were on the podcast, and we were breaking down sort of the Kawhi Leonard trade, and we were making sort of scenarios of, like, you know, okay, so the Sixers got to throw in, like, Ben Simmons, and, like, the Lakers got to throw in, like, their whole poo-poo platter of picks or whatever, right? The one, whatever they ended up giving to Anthony Davis. And, like, when we count the on or Raptors, we're like, I don't even think the Raptors can compete. Even if we threw Pascal in there, OG in there, Damar in there, whoever, like, it wasn't going to be enough. And not only did Pascal and OG not be, like, have to be thrown to trade, but, like, to have the the Raptors be this team where there's so much organizational stability to not only bring Kawhi in, but then also get him to buy in, fit within a system, and then also have that system be champions. Like it's just it's it's unfathomable almost. I can't believe we're we're sitting here talking about this right now.
16: It's it's unbelievable, man. Even just the trade itself, when you go back and look at it, and I understand that it's very easy in hindsight to say how did the spurs not get more because you look at the anthony davis trade for example that's obviously very different andy davis is going somewhere where the team is pretty sure they're going to keep him for like a half decade at least right but still even with you know knowing those parameters in hindsight it's still kind of crazy that the spurs got rid of a guy that at his best might be the best player in basketball for what they got rid of him for for DeRozan, jake puddle and <laughs> a first round pick
0: man I, f- I feel bad that that Yak got rebranded as Jake Puddle. Yak and Skills Forever, man. Yeah, seriously, man.
15: And I don't think the there, there's no bigger Yak and Purtle stan than me. Uh, <laughs> no, for uh, real, we the, we can vouch for that. Original
0: one, man. But
15: I'll say this I think it is easy to forget just how much uncertainty there was about Kawhi last summer and how nobody knew anything about his health situation, what had really gone wrong with the Spurs, like whether there was some shadowy faction pulling the strings behind the scenes. It was just like, a lot of uncertainty, and I think it took a team like the Raptors, who a just needed to shake it up and needed to roll the dice one way or another, right? hundred percent. Like there were, we were talking about them trading DeRozan to like the Clippers for the twelve and thirteen pick, or like yeah. trading it to the Grizzlies. Hey,
0: Shea Gil just was like the best point guard in the draft. Who knows? Yeah. They were t-
15: there was talk about them trading it to Memphis for like the four pick and Chandler Parsons' contract. You know what I mean? Like, the, yeah, they were ready to do something regardless. Mm. So. The risk factor was lower for them, I think, but also <clears throat> it took a team I think that had a certain level of trust in the, yeah. their culture, in the ability of the team that was already there, in their medical staff. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if any of this is possible without Alex McKechnie. Like, it's it's actually crazy, and, and you know the the structure that the Raptors put in place. I mean, that took years to build. Yeah, and um, and so. I'm not like – it's, like Cash said, easy to look back in hindsight and say, yeah, this was a no-brainer and, and any other team should have done it. The Celtics should have made that trade when they had the chance to. The Sixers should have made that right. trade when they had the chance to. But um, I, it just – I think the situation is a lot different than what people remember. Mm-hmm. There was a lot more risk, I think, than people remember there yeah, being definitely. a lot more uncertainty. And it took a special set of circumstances for the Raptors to pull the trigger on that deal. Right,
0: and that's what you wrote about too. It's just like that's what, that's part of the reason why we all got to appreciate this so much, right? Because like, if you just think about it, it's not even just like the team had to be at this certain point, and then like the organization had to have these people in place, and all these personalities had to mesh. But like, I mean, not to take it, not to make it about us, but like we had to be in these jobs to be in this position to cover this man, and like yeah. I'm just I'm I'm really happy that we all got to share this, and that's part of the reason why I'm I'm appreciating it so much.
16: uh you mentioned the Celtics not making that deal. I think we'd all uh, oh, let's talk, talk about, about the Celtics, Celtics. being let's losers. <laughs> it's like the third this. time we signed the Celtics Wait, on the, this podcast. I don't care. Consider let's this. I was talking about, like, thinking about, you know, how surreal the last week, the last year has been. Consider this. The Toronto Raptors mm-hmm. have as many championships in our lifetime as the Boston Celtics. Oh, all right. So I don't want to hear Celtics fans talk to me about the glory years and Larry Legend and all that and the the hick from French Lick uh-huh. because in my lifetime, uh-huh. when from what I remember, yeah. they have as many championships. as the
11: I, all, all
0: I all acknowledge is the claw from Cape Town. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. That's that's it for me. I don't. I don't. I don't care about Larry Bird. No, but honestly, like, if you just take a step back and look at the Celtics last calendar year, right, obviously a lot of circumstances went against them, and we just talked about how much circumstances, like, luck plays into so much of what happens in in life, and also, especially with basketball, but, like, you go from a team that's poised to, like, a team that just goes to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals with a very young team, they're about to get Kyrie and Gordon Hayward back, theoretically, they're gonna. They're projected. Like I think they were favorites in Vegas for highest win total, and I think we all probably said over. Maybe you said I went that. under. I went under. Okay, but you, you know that's. Yeah, you know, you, the Celtics are not your favorite. And I, I get it. Hey, I but, was
16: but, I was taking a professional, objective approach to that prediction,
0: and you were right. And this the thing is, like the Celtics go through this miserable season It ends in just like complete humiliation at the hands of the Bucks, and then Kyrie walks. Uh, Al Horford randomly is now walking, apparently. I, I still don't really know what's going on there. But he leaves. And then all of a sudden, Anthony Davis is also not coming to the Celtics. And, you know, that's what you mentioned in the last episode of Pound the Rock was like, yo, listen, the, the Lakers gave up a lot, but they won because they maximized LeBron. The Pelicans won because they got a lot of assets. The only piece, the only person that lost was the Celtics. Yeah.
16: And, and the thing with the Celtics, too, is like I – and this is what I was saying on the podcast. I agree – With not trading Tatum or any of their young guys right now for Davis because Kyrie's walking, Horford's probably walking, and Davis in one year with that team, they're not winning a title. It's not like the Kawhi effect. So it doesn't make sense to go all in when it really would cripple your franchise for the next few years. The problem with the Celtics is that they didn't make that all-in move last year or two years ago or two and a half years ago. So them, they're a loser because they went from this situation people thought was can't miss yeah. to a situation within a couple of years where turning Tatum into Anthony Davis no longer made sense. That makes you a loser, Barnum. full stop.
0: And you just, you just, you just hate to see it. Yeah. <laughs> hate to and see it. but you know what? Honestly, as Raptors fans, like, we've all had very low moments, right? I mean, you're literally wearing a shirt that says Roshonans Derivation on it. Why are you saying that's a low moment? I'm just saying, man, we went from Rosho to Marc Gasol. Yeah. Rosho, yeah. I mean, although Rosho, Rosho was the original Marc Gasol, <laughs> those eight <laughs> points on those three assists that he got from the center position, he but, might have been the
15: single least athletic player in Raptors history. Um, did you see Marcus Gasol and that's try to we dunk? Stand. Mar- the Marc Gasol try to dunk in Oakland? I think game. <laughs> Game six? He threw, he threw one down, I think, in game three. That was
16: like rim rocker. Yeah. Uh, what
15: I love about guys like uh, Marc Gasol and just sort of like guys who are never particularly athletic to begin with, but yeah. especially sort of late in their careers when they really just can't get off the ground at all, those guys who are super smart and just know how to position themselves and move their feet mm-hmm. but can't jump, I think it actually makes him more effective on defense. Because, like, you can't pump fake that guy. That's but, true. Like, you can't get him out of position. It's like he's not going to jump because he can't. Like, all he's got to do is stick his arms up in the air and keep his feet on the ground. Like, that was the best way to defend Joel Embiid because, like, that was Tim Duncan at the end of his career, too, right?
0: Yeah, no, for sure.
15: Um, but just like going back to the Celtics and I'm sort of like sitting on their hands. not – That used to be Masai, right? Or that was the knock yeah, on Yeah, That's right. I remember killing Masai because he wouldn't trade for, like, Markeith Morris or something. Yeah. Or, like, Paul Millsap. It's like, oh, Masai, you just like, he won't. Wouldn't give up Patrick Patterson and Terrence Ross to get Paul Millsap. Like, he's too prudent. They
0: were and, very close to getting Millsap, though, I feel like.
16: Yeah, yeah we well, sh- didn't, were, didn't they it, try to get Millsap what, the year they ended up getting Ibaka? And yeah, and yeah the but Price then Orford walked. Millsap yeah, yeah. randomly was the guy walked. They
0: and then,
15: because he left for the Celtics, and all right. of a sudden they decided to trade him elsewhere. Yeah. But right. Let's just say Paul Millsap probably wouldn't have been feeding bull penis to Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the real sentence.
16: Beef penis, right? Give it the respect it deserves.
15: It's beef penis, actually.
16: (laughs) Um, Also, there was, I tweeted about that yesterday, about, you know, the whole full circle of Kawhi saying he wanted to go to Niagara Falls while eating beef penis with Surge and then actually going to Niagara Falls. And I was kind of stunned by the amount of replies and DMs I got from people assuming that I made up the food part. Like, you know, this is readily available on YouTube and has been viewed by millions of people, right? Uh, Like, this was not hyperbole. I'm I'm just not They ate.
0: i'm just happy <laughs> they really ate it although that's still not as gross as Baloo. i think i might rather take the the, the pizza
15: over Baloo. Yo, yeah, we not even eat the Baloo.
16: yeah we gotta to try to get surge back in the uh in the score offices to finish <laughs> to finish that <laughs> um
15: but speaking of that lakers trade will are you yeah. ready to crown rob palenka the executive of the oh, year baby. for acquiring anthony davis
0: two-time reigning champion <laughs>
15: But like look, I still stand by
0: that. All right, I I, I still stand oh, by. On, Magic man. Johnson was the executive of the year in terms of how much content he made for us. Yeah. All right. So that's so that's that's the asterisk. But um, but no. But seriously, like as as Raptors fans, like we could put aside all this other talk about other teams and just focus on the Raptors. Like, I mean, there's just been a lot, a lot of like low points, and like the journey to get here is like impossible to replicate. And I I feel like, I mean, I don't know for you guys, but like. Who was that one guy on the Raptors that hooked you in? Maybe it's not, like, outside the Stars. Obviously, the Stars are the big attraction. But was there one guy that, you know, for you guys, maybe it was Rasha, I don't know, but, like, <laughs> that really pulled you in as, like, this is my team. I identify with this one guy right
15: here. It's not, like, a creative answer, but it was Vince for me. Okay. Like, I I was seven when they got a team, um, and I I was, like, interested, but I grew up playing hockey. And I yeah. Like, I went to a few Raptors games at Skydome. Like, I saw... What was I, that like, by the way? I was one... It was all that? I knew at the time. It was super weird. Like, you... Can you even see? You, is it, there a on? Some, some of the seats, like, the upper bowl is, like, too far away to really even... They had see some of it tarped on.
16: off, too. Some of the stadium was, like, tarped off. Yeah,
15: it was super wow. weird. And, like, I, I was never, like, down, like, on the ground level. People would talk about just how drafty it was down there. Um and going to say it actually affects the physics of the game. Yeah. that's probably why the Jordan Bulls lost. Like,
16: <laughs> no, no, man, no, 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 <laughs> no. The, the Jordan Bulls, the Jordan Bulls lost the seventy two and ten Bulls White Vegas. lost in Toronto because of White Vegas. All right, let's get All that right. straight.
15: Um, but yeah, like, and the acoustics were weird. Like everything about it was weird. But at the time, it was just like okay, like this is what we this, got. That was just what we knew. Yeah. Um, and the one game I, I really remember seeing there was like Magic Johnson's comeback. Um, in I, I want to say it was like ninety five ninety six which would have been the inaugural Raptors season, like, after he'd been away from the game for, like, three, four years, and he, like, came back for half a season. So I saw a game where he played, and I got, like, Damon Stoudemire had a jersey. He was Mighty Mouse. I was short, still am. Like, I identified with him, but, right. but until Vince, it was never, like, full-fledged fandom. You know what I'm saying? And that was... It was just impossible not to get hooked at that point, I think. Like, he really was that special. And there was a time, like, before the Raptors... Got good again when I would just watch like Vince Carter Raptors dunk highlight reels and yeah. literally cry. 240p on YouTube, like the, the video was like four by three. It's just bad footage, but you know,
0: um, it was there. <laughs> Sorry yeah. about that. We, we started talking about the low down. times and the mood. The mood lighting just
16: kind of. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I mean you you gotta go, Vince. I remember you know I was six when when the Raptors started up. And, you know, I was always a sports obsessed kid. I watched all sports. Um, But the reason Vince drew me to the Raptors so much was because of the cultural impact of it outside of Toronto and outside of Canada. And as a sports obsessed kid who did watch a lot of, you know, American sports talk TV at the time and watched a lot of American sports, it was cool for me to see, um, you know, the Raptors penetrating that market and being one of the marquee teams like you can go back and watch what i still think is maybe the most underrated vince dunk of all time when he catches that alley-oop at staples center against the clippers like early 2000s windmilled it yeah he went he windmilled but he caught it from like barely in front of the free throw line and if you watch the crowd reaction first of all it looked like half raptors fans but it wasn't it was just like la came out to watch vince they didn't Hmm. care about the clippers because they were the clippers and they probably didn't care about the Raptors, but they came out to watch vince and that was what was so cool to me you know as a pre teen right seeing the penetration that the raptors had in the american market right but i will also say so my dad started getting season seats sharing season seats with a co-worker early 2000s yeah and the first game that i really really remember leaving a mark on me it was actually game three of the first round against the pistons the raptors were down two nothing and that was the year they had to go on a crazy run just to get in the playoffs because vince without without vince? without vince and guys like antonio davis and jerome williams who you know they were Good, scrappy players, but they were by no means stars. Just willed that team into the playoffs. And I remember that game three, how good those guys were in that game and how great the crowd was. And and so those guys have a special place in my heart too because there was those vinceless years, whether because of injury or, or trade, it was guys like that that kind of at least kept the games interesting and gave you something to watch. Like, man, I remember... When the most exciting part of a game, you know, for me and my dad as season seed holders was like, how many boards is Reggie Evans going to grab today?
0: I was going to say.
16: Like, that, that is a big... sad thought in, in memory. But when, when the team sucks, like, those are the kinds of things you yeah. grasp onto. Like, I was
15: fully invested in Mike James's chase to average 20 points a game. Right? Like, like yeah. second half of that season, man. Yeah. I was going to say, for me, like, I mean... The thing is like there was no like
0: direct point of like Raptors fandom for me. Like there wasn't like my parents were watching and they're like, Hey, you know, you wanna see this Raptors team and like whatever. Like, just never happened. I don't think I even attended a Raptors game until like twenty eleven and I had been following the team for like quite a while to that point. But like like for me it was just like I remember like picking up the newspaper and like looking at the box score and like you mentioned, like Reggie like how many rebounds did Reggie Evans get, how many threes did Daniel Marshall hit? I didn't even think the list of threes as a separate column on that point, but like it was just like that's sort of where it all started and like to get to this point where, you know, you see the team of the championship, like, I remember, like, 2008, I went back home to China for, like, you know, a part because of the Beijing Olympics and stuff like that, but, like, I was in, like, a, an internet cafe trying to go on a VPN so I can, like, look at ESPN to see whether or not the Raptors had actually traded for Jermaine O'Neal or not. Like, that's, you know what I mean? And to, to, to have those experiences and then to get to this point where the Raptors are winning, it's, like, I don't even know. It's it's just there's nothing else to draw from. It's yeah. just and and I was talking about this earlier because this podcast has gone on for three hours and I'm exhausted. But like there was a, there was a point where I was thinking like, yo, this is not the this is not the end of something. If Kawhi stays, this is the start of something. And to think about that, real. It, we're just gonna have new experiences. And I think as a fan, like to have new experiences, part of it like you know that's part of the best part about it is to to actually get to experience new things. And and then we we get all to get to be in the same boat again because ultimately you know. No one's seen a championship uh, repeat.
15: I just uh, also so think, now. like, even if Kawhi does leave, I have full faith in the organization to figure out a way forward where they end up in the same place again. And I maybe Siakam is the guy like who can just... Like, the trajectory that he's been on in the, the seven years that he's been playing basketball is such that, like... Oh, he's really really been
16: playing basketball seven years? I've <laughs> never heard that before. Uh, it's, the,
15: it's the new Jason Tatum who's 16 years old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, like, you can really see how in like 3 years he could be that guy yeah. you know like he could be a top 10 player and the guy who like if you put the right pieces around him like Giannis. exactly yeah I can't wait for Nick Nurse- a perfect complementary
0: piece can't wait for Nick Nurse to pull out the uh the 3 and 2 defense where Giannis and Pascal just link arms at the <laughs> dude <laughs> <laughs> he, i'm pretty sure yo him. Giannis
15: and Siakam could play defense 2 on 5 and still have a better defensive rating than like half the teams in the league i'm pretty sure yeah probably but Like, to to what you were saying about just, like, kind of all the lows that we went through to get to this point, that's exactly why when people talk about the sort of tension between, like, the day oneers and the bandwagoners, it doesn't really hold any water for me because because going through all that to get to this point is its own reward. You know what I'm saying? And, like, anybody else who wants to come along for the ride whenever they want to get on the bus is, like, totally fine with me. For sure. And whatever that means to them, it can mean to them. But I know what it means to me, and, like, I know – all the garbage basketball that I had to watch (laughs) before getting to watch them close out a championship in game six at Oracle arena. Like um, that's its own reward. And um, it's exactly what you're saying, man, to, to get to this point is like, it's still surreal to me, honestly.
16: Yeah. The the people that are like against the, the new fans or the bandwagoners, Canadians, even coast. Like to me, that's a garbage take because if you saw the, the outpouring of just like pure joy and love in the streets, the night they won, and strangers hugging each other yeah. and you see the fifty nine Jurassic Parks or whatever it was from coast to coast in places that never used to care about the Raptors. I'm they sure we've one all got
0: Rockford, Illinois, just for and, Fred. Like
16: and, and, and even, it was packed. I'm sure we've all got family and friends that maybe were never the biggest basketball yeah, fans. Definitely. Um, de- like definitely not the biggest Raptors fans, but in the last couple months got swept up in it. Like if that bothers you if you're the type of person that, that bothers you because you see it as like, no, you're not invested in this, then you're kind of a clown. Yeah. Like, like, also, you would have out. had to
15: be a psycho to watch like the 2011, 12 Raptors. You know yeah, that's what I mean? Not like, a,
0: I'm not asking anybody to do that. Yeah. You had yeah. nothing to do in your life. Just, and so you watched Juan Dixon. You know what I mean? Just like.
16: enjoy and appreciate how many people have come along for this ride because it yeah. made it that much better. And if Kawhi resigns, I mean, like Joe said, I have faith in the organization that if he doesn't, they can still find a path forward, but there's a big difference between finding a path forward and probably going in as the favorites to repeat next year and you know being good enough to win for the next X amount of years. So if he resigns, I just think this bandwagon is going to keep yeah. growing, and it really will become a national movement if it hasn't already, man.
15: Well, yeah. you said on on Pound the Rock that you
16: think if he does resign that the Raps are the favorites. 100%. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously we get to see how the dominoes fall in free agency, but right. if you're just looking at it right now, with with even if Clay and K D are back, they're wounded. Like they're not coming back this year. Yeah. Durant's definitely not. So the Warriors, I'm sorry, I respect Steph and Draymond and, and Kerr, but they're not they're not winning a title with that team.
0: They need a team, they need a year to reload. Exactly.
16: Yeah, they're tired. So they're out of it. And it's like in the East, you know, if Philly runs it back, they scare me a little bit. I think, you know, I, I was saying even in the playoffs that I thought Philly was actually the biggest threat to the Raps. Like I, I was worried about them. It's true. Um, so they have a shot, but no, I think top to bottom, the Raptors, if they bring Kawhi back, are the best team on paper. They've literally got the championship DNA now. Um, Nick Nurse has seen it all and, and, and done it all, really, from a coaching standpoint. Like, who would you take from the field against them? They they're not indestructible by any sense, no, no, but no. they're they're the best team in the league if Kawhi comes back. They literally just. Yeah. Pro-
15: I do think that like their biggest threat would be in the East, though. Agreed. Whether it was yeah. Philly or even Milwaukee, I mean, if Milwaukee brings everybody back, that's still a formidable team. Yeah, that's, they're gonna
0: have to pay the tax for that, though. I don't think a small market team like Milwaukee wants to pay the tax, but I don't know. Sometimes you got to play the hand you're dealt, you know. And um, and hey, listen, even if it is Milwaukee, the Raptors. Uh, Pretty sure they swept up Milwaukee,
15: you know, <laughs> back door the Canadian the sweep, back door sweep, the Canadian sweep. But um, yeah, I mean, the, I think the one thing you'd worry about is just the Raps roster is like a little bit older. Sure, you know, some yeah. of these guys are aging.
0: And also, I think there is going to be a little bit of a championship hangover. Yeah, man, know, Kawhi, Kawhi, Kawhi is
15: talking about how he's just gonna but. be drinking alcohol, eating desserts all the time all summer. Can't wait for him to be shaped like Kyle Lowry next year. <laughs>
0: It'll be very confusing, but uh, yeah, no, man, it's gonna be great. Look, listen, we gotta savor, we gotta, we gotta soak in this moment, guys. Um Ash Wolf on. I'm happy to be back on a podcast with you guys. And, Dude, it's uh, a pleasure. We pounded the rock.
15: We pounded, we pounded the rock, and the rock is now I still want to know where that rock broken. is, man. The rock is We a saw match. it on a gurney, like, the first day of the season. It was getting wheeled out of the bowels of Scotiabank Arena. Like Paul Pierce? No, I'm kidding. Man. <laughs> yeah. No. The uh, rock is uh, cleaner than Paul Pierce. Um, all right, well. Dude. This it. is great. Yeah. Thanks for having us on, man. So, uh, I just want
9: to be on screen
15: with you. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it. Have fun with on. it. Pound the rock, pound yeah, the rock. Let's do it. Let's do it. Get well
0: on Instagram. No, it's, it's not. Yeah, will get on Instagram. It's not happening. Man. It's not happening. It's not happening. <clears throat> Y'all just gotta keep posting me at Rolsan <laughs> on
15: Instagram.
16: Yeah. I'm yeah. Shout thing. out to Rolls on we
15: coming, baby. Oh, Rolsan, we coming. I'm, really, I'm disappointed I didn't make it to Rolsan the other night. I didn't That's... realize you guys were going there later. I would have stuck around. Yeah, you got to blame Alex for that.
0: All right, you guys got to dip. We got to bring in Amon and Keyshawn to wrap up the last segment of the pod. But thank you so much for coming on. Um, listen to Pound the Rock. Seriously, listen to Pound the Rock. It's uh, it's great, man. It's a great podcast. You guys had David Griffin on, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and now he's the GM of the Pelicans. So,
5: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
0: All right. So while we transition to the last segment, uh, we talked literally every single angle possible with the Raptors in the last like two and a half hours here. So I just wanted to bring you guys behind the scenes and sort of get Keyshawn and Ahmed, who have sort of been our, you know, we've we've had a huge team here at Yahoo Sports Canada just covering the Raptors throughout the playoffs. It's sort of gotten bigger as each series sort of went on. But the three of us here were the ones that had to do most of the stuff on the ground. And I didn't even say had to do. Really, it was just a, such a huge pleasure that we even got to do all that. And I just wanted to, you know, bring people behind the scenes and talk about sort of just a lot of endurance <laughs> to go into this process. So, Ahmed, bro, how are you feeling? Uh, I hope you got some sleep recently because... Uh, you know, after all those guys,
11: missed guys flights. i in, in overtime.
14: <laughs> no, nah, man, it's all good. Like, this was this was a heck of a ride. It's like two months, and you feel like you're not really home at all. I've never really experienced that myself. Like, I've done some traveling in my day, but nothing like where it's two months straight where you're just like, mm-hmm. okay, why bother unpacking this because I'm going to head, head right out. And also for our unit, like, we haven't done anything like this before. No. Like, where we're traveling this much. We haven't followed a team. Like, there was, you know, rumors that maybe we were going to do more traveling than we've done in the past, but... This was like a different level. We didn't miss a road game. We were at every single Raptors road game.
11: Yeah, yeah, it was it it was nuts. Just like going back and forth, back and forth. Like yeah. when we had to go back to Philly, it was like, oh, we gotta go and like. We yep. had a
0: we. <laughs> we had to go to we had to go back to Game Six for Oakland. I was just like I was steaming. I was walking
11: back and forth in Scotia Macarena. Well, like I got it,
0: My life. To, my life, man. It's gonna fall apart if well, we actually especially go Especially
11: after our adventure in Chicago. Yeah. Shout out United. Wait, <laughs> no, no no, well, out. Point, no,
14: no. We need <laughs> like, no
11: shout out
0: you know, We need
14: like twenty minutes just to talk about our United uh, because it was another. There were two for two. Two
0: for not, two not in a good delays. way. In but the they league. were two for two. We got the we got late and extra night twice in the same week. Same week.
14: Yeah. At least yeah. first time. Shout maybe. out Albuquerque. Shout out Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. Oh. I never thought I would go to Albuquerque, but there I was staring at Albuquerque. But you know what? That gave me an opportunity to buy some Raptors Championship merchandise. I bought two shirts. That's what they you cost, did with LA? Yeah. They cost me a hundred bucks. Broke, broke the bank. Don't regret it at all. Yeah. It was amazing.
0: <laughs> no, but seriously, like you, you gotta take there's a lot of memorabilia. Like I throughout the blast, I was sort of just like Making sure I kept like even small things that I would normally throw like box scores or mm-hmm. even tickets or whatever like, I got just
11: media pass I kept all I kept, my media yeah passes. same
0: right because I'm just like yo this is this is all part of the whole journey yeah. and um, I'm happy that we were there to both witness it but also to to document it and like you know Keyshawn bro I gotta say you're, you <laughs> are, you are the breakout star of the Raptors playoff yeah. run for sure like
12: <laughs> shout, to shout out
0: to Alex the young boy um, yeah you know turning into the biggest star here but like st- no but seriously like the number i just have to say I, I, on behalf of a lot of raptors fans like the fact that you took all those iconic photos that are now like the phone yeah. backgrounds for so many people like i showed you throughout the playoffs like my phone <laughs> background was Kawhi dunking on mb yeah, yeah. and Kawhi dunking on Giannis, and i'm sure it's the same for a lot of people so um i'm really happy that uh, you were able to provide that for us yeah. and i'm just happy for you professionally that you're able to do this
11: one second the best was when Alex would tweet from the Yahoo account. I hope he got the photo, and then <laughs> I would I would reply to it, and then it would get like a thousand likes. Like yeah. what? <laughs> and it came through.
14: No, what was your favorite? What was your favorite photo that you took of the playoffs?
11: Um, obviously the shot. Yeah. That ended up in New York Times, which is awesome. The
14: um, New York Times. New York published Times, photo. That's
11: um, it was the mural as well. Yeah. For, for a good right. portion of time, but. My favorite moment from the playoffs was that Kawhi dunk on Giannis. Yeah, it was like which one? There were two. <laughs> I, I missed the first one. I missed the first one. That that was like the only shot I missed throughout the whole playoffs. But uh, the second one in Game yeah. Six, Kyle Lowry gets the ball, steals yeah. it, brings up the floor,
0: turns around,
11: drops the hammer,
0: dumps it to Kawhi, <laughs> and then bam, click, click, boom. Not, not to sound like Reggie Reggie Miller, but you know, Kawhi, get ready for your Kodak moment. Like, that
11: that was the moment where like. Holy crap! They're gonna do this, and I got the photo too, which was awesome. But yeah. like that was that was my favorite moment of the playoffs for sure.
14: It's yeah, a bit easy, but I guess mine would be the photo you took of like Kawhi at half or at uh, center court when they'd won the championship. Oh championship yes, yeah, yeah, man, because that just like brought it all home for me. Like, yeah, I want to see his face, but just like. It was kind of like a flex in his own way that yeah. he's, like, celebrating Look like that. This. And, yeah, like, the, in
11: Oracle, like... The final game there. Air.
14: they yeah. man shut down, down Oracle. Jesus. Oh,
11: he
0: shut, down. Bleed shut down <laughs> He shut down Oracle. Down Oracle. Yeah, for sure. They all did. <laughs> I mean, he shut down Oracle. He shut down Br- the Bradley Center. Remember? And then they blew it up. <laughs> no, the Bradley Center was one of my favorite parts of the whole trip in Milwaukee. So the Br- so they built the new center, the <laughs> Pfizer form, which is right. beautiful. Big. Like, we all agree. It, it was a great it's Really venue. nice. Yeah, yeah. It's
2: really
14: nice. Good
0: bar across the street. All those service was a little slow. Whatever. But, you know, ultimately the food was good there was scenes, no service there was literally no we service i had to, to bring it from the bar <laughs> we, to it got lied to and physically yeah. bring water there too but <laughs> it's okay we tip regardless but um there are is fi- beautiful but right beside it is a bradley center and it's it's it literally looks like um a meteor had hit earth yeah and then there people were just finally getting around to cleaning after it. and and so to see this, the scenes of that arena getting shut down and also the last scenes of oracle being you know champagne all over the locker rooms were. I don't even know why they put TARP down because, you know, you're you're closing yeah. the arena anyway. <laughs> so you might as well just let the Raptors do whatever. But just great scenes all around. And just like, you know.
11: <sighs> also, shout out those Oracle fans. They stood yeah. up the whole game. Yeah, they did. It was cool. And it made my job easier because I could just roam <laughs> around and no one would say anything. Right. Because everyone's standing up. Um, But, like, shout out those fans. Like, they were so loud. Yeah. But the loudest the arena got was Scotiabank when Giannis was throwing free throws oh man that was that the was loudest i've it. ever ever, a... ever heard any arena ever
0: yeah in terms of a player getting shook i think that was the most <laughs> transparent examples yeah. yeah for sure and a lot of those were in the fourth corner and stuff
14: it was really it was really really funny <laughs> seeing drake was a, it's actually the best part of it was drake because i think he felt like for whatever reason he was the reason yeah why Giannis <laughs> was missing the free throw. it wasn't the fan the good on <laughs> it was... himself it was his energy that he was providing it was it was pretty good uh, also, yeah. maybe we shouldn't be talking about this, but anyways, uh, Game Six Oracle Championships done. Everyone's yeah. left. We just were walking by the Raptor locker room. Well, let's, just, let's just take a look and see what's going on. It was open. Let's just see what's going on. It
11: was open. I yeah, saw okay. flavors of Gatorade that I've never seen before. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, but it, just, just, just like to your point, like just to even just be in like the wreckage and see the damage yeah. that was done in there and just like just to like visualize like what must like have happened. They, they want. The, the type of <laughs> wildness that must have went into the, all the, the champagne and everything on the floor. Like
14: I wanted to see if there amazing, was anything man. left over and there was one two four of Budweiser, which shout out Dan Tillman. He would have loved to have had
0: that. Right. The championship. Um, you can't even drink that. You just gotta pour it on yourself or bathe yeah. it or something.
14: Yeah, I, I just I debated taking one but I didn't. Yeah. It's not uh, it's not proper. Yeah.
11: Shout out Alex for uh telling us to pick up uh Champagne tops as well. <laughs>
14: yeah. Never forget.
11: And good. a couple towels, too. Oh,
0: yeah. By the way, Alex is in the room. That's why... <laughs>
11: that's why
9: That's why all Alex. the shout
0: <laughs> That's why you heard MVP in the background.
9: Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the <Raptors>. <laughs> Yo, make sure you talk about all the back, backstage videos.
11: Yes. Yo, no, Viral star. Legit. The man <coughs> behind all the viral videos. From the
0: man that brought you, Kawhi Leonard denying Norman Powell's <laughs> misplot. Um, like... Just behind the scenes and stuff, like, because yeah, you get to see them in a different light, you know what I mean? And you get to capture these moments and, like, I mean, first off, is it just instinct? Are you just in the right place at the right time? Like, how are you getting so much
14: footage? It, it is kind of instinct. And also just, like, the, the access at Oracle Arena was, like, one of the better ones of all the places that we went to. I right. Mean, you can't really get that close to the players in any other venue. Except so, for Maasai. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There was some, like, hey, Masai. behind the scenes, the stuff that didn't actually release because it was maybe a little bit... Two inside the scenes, but anyways. Okay. Oh. Moving on from that, uh, that particular moment though, like I mean, with anyone that's working in sports digital media, like you, you follow Kawhi. Whatever yes. Kawhi does, it's good you Film it, and so in that moment, all the players are around. And I'm like, oh look, there's Kawhi. Point phone. And that's what I did. And uh luckily But even Norm like Powell,
11: recognizing that was a moment, like selling that as the moment. Yeah, immediately the,
0: you knew I was like, This is an amazing scene of Kawhi just being so locked in. I mean, we've
14: been following Kawhi all season and like anytime he shows any kind of personality it goes viral it goes nuts, yeah. right? And that right there and him denying Norm Powell, like Norm Powell, like you were fantastic in that buck series guy. Yo, Thank listen, you
0: hundred percent earned the contract.
14: Yeah. And also, you got us a ton of content views for even having the audacity to try and get a dap from Kawhi before. And just so everyone knows, like, he Kawhi was saying no because they were going to a second huddle. Yeah, and so he was saying he just wanted to get the ball in the road. Like as soon as yeah. Kawhi's in game mode, like he's in game mode. He's not focused on dapping or anything like that. Like he's like, I'm in kill mode.
11: Yeah, well so that's what he was you, doing. You say that in like the last play of the game, he wanted that basket to count. Like what? <laughs>
14: You just yeah. won the championship, and he's 40, he, like counting his buckets. <laughs> Good, man. <laughs> Bucket
11: man, man.
14: <laughs> uh, what was your favorite city that we went to? That's okay. So this is tough. I would say, in terms of food, I probably had the best food. Of enough. course, you're going to say food. This guy, sorry, but <laughs> connoisseur. This guy will not eat North American food. No, okay? no we did not. have We had North American food. everything no. across the goddamn we, world. We had, right.
11: We, we went on a world journey. You're
14: yeah. so like you know, Keyshawn and I. Like we're starving. It's like eight hours without having a meal. i was like, oh, let's just grab this burger from right here. He's like, no. Will's like, ah, uh, there's this Indonesian place down the road. Yo, shout that out has that It's got Indian- some really, you know, really good Harnika. rice. Yeah. <laughs>
11: that, was just, that was the best food.
14: I was, was going to say. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, in terms of best food in the city, I, I think Philly actually Philly. had the best food, oh, which yeah. I, did, I didn't know Philly has a reputation for food, but, like, they had a lot of varieties. Like, we wanted to have Indonesian food. Yeah. We wanted to have that... Uh, uh, the the Citron food, like the yeah, one yeah. where we just order a bunch of
11: spicy the, stuff, and the Greek food was the good. Greek food.
0: Shout out that pita place, yeah, yeah. very hot in there, but
14: very hot you know, in there. But good, food. I was
11: sweating. That like we weren't even used to like warm weather, and that day it was like twenty eight yeah. degrees, and back in Toronto it was like what six degrees. Yeah, we were freezing.
0: <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, you know, the, my favorite city to go to though, probably i mean it probably was oakland like it was the best city to go to right there's the most stuff to do and like i had family out there so i had to ditch you guys to see family like yeah. twice you know but um yeah i mean i don't know i just I, I just i just generally liked the vibe of the city the most and also the raptors had three straight wins there so i felt pretty good about <laughs> yeah. it you know as what about post- you guys
11: yeah I'd, I'd say oakland was cool philly was cool as well yeah um we didn't get to do a lot there, just because of like going back and forth. Oh, uh, like, you gotta like, speak for yourself, because we and Ahmed, we had. Yeah. The, we had the well, I, I, the, I got like screwed over on like <laughs> you both. Left, plays. You left like at five a.m. So, man, I'm, I had to leave the house at like three three in the morning,
14: and we got home at like twelve thirty. Yeah, <laughs> so
11: and they did. Yeah. Did they lose the game? No, that was the Kawhi. He hit it over Embiid. Yeah, yeah. That was that game.
14: Which I believe you photographed that, too. Yeah. I
11: photographed that, too, and I, I didn't sleep that night, either. Moneymaker, like, this guy. How can you sleep when Kawhi Leonard's a raptor? No, but seriously, you how can
0: you? Well, I
14: slept all year, <laughs> man.
11: Yeah. Um,
0: no, but, I mean, no, Philly was actually surprisingly good. Shout out, Philly. Because we, we, we had that day where we had, you know, just the day to spend in Philly because our flight was late. And so we got to go to the market. I forget what the name of the market like.
14: I can't remember, but they had a lot of... Union markets. market or something like that? They had a lot of different markets there. And shout out the uh, service that let us drop off our bags yes. for, re- re- what, six hours or so?
0: <laughs> yeah, shout out that uh, <laughs> that uh, old Chinese woman that uh, allowed us to store the bags. Very you kind know, of her. Very, very kind of her. But, I mean, because we had a lot of stuff with us, too. But we got to go to the, the Philadelphia Museum of Art, which is amazing.
14: Yeah, I'm this not much of an art guy, but that was, that was pretty spe- spectacular. I haven't gone to a lot of museums myself. But uh, seeing um, all the, I guess, diversity and yeah. uh, the the generations of art, and seeing the similarities and how like different generations have taken from each other, that was pretty cool. However, of that day, my favorite part was going to the Fresh Prince Court. Yeah, that's amazing. Going there was pretty damn cool. And like, I had my screenshot of like Will Smith, and the captions were on yeah, it. Yeah, you were trying to find the like, exact. This was that. the angle. This is where Will Smith was when yeah. he was playing with his homeboys. So that was that was pretty cool.
0: Also, not to not to spoil anything, but that part is not West Philly. That's not West Philly. That's not West Philadelphia. Yeah. No, it's not. But uh (laughs) July. Yeah. uh, That was great. The least favorite city. For us it's gotta be Orlando. I didn't
14: get to go to Orlando. Orlando, yeah, well, I mean you were lucky to get yeah. to go to Orlando.
0: Orlando was not I thought it was going to be fun. I saw there was a pool in the hotel. I never got into, I never got to that pool and like just, you know, Orlando just overall. <laughs> you were so
14: excited. too. like this at this stage like I well and I haven't, yeah, we don't know each other that well yeah. and one of the first things I learned about him is like he really wants to write by the pool. Yeah. And unfortunately he never got that opportunity. <laughs> I wanted my Leo Rounds moment. <laughs> yeah. Happened, yeah. You know? He wanted to write by the pool. Next season. Yeah. Um. Uh so yeah, Orlando that was, that was an interesting trip. We were in a part of the, the city where, I mean, put it this way, it wasn't exactly Walt Disney.
0: No, there's, there's <laughs> definitely Walt Disney and there's everything else in Orlando. We were in yeah, everything exactly. else.
14: Yeah. I made the mistake of taking a little leisurely walk when we first got there. I was importing some footage, so I was kind of just waiting around. I had a half hour, half hour or so, and uh, there was a subway nearby. I walked to the subway. This is around 8 o'clock at night, and I saw some faces. I saw some really interesting faces, some scary faces. A lot of people riding around on bicycles and not in a fun way. Florida man. Yeah, it was it was kind of Florida <laughs> man-ish, right? So I mean,
0: honestly, but there was there was that one Uber ride we chaired to the bar where there's like a guy who was like on all fours crawling for some reason. Oh, I yeah, forgot about so. that. I mean, look, Orlando as a, as in general wasn't greatest, yeah. but um. I actually, a special shout out to Milwaukee because that was Yo, like my Milwaukee favorite was night. Cool. The, my favorite night was like playing poker. I went out <laughs> for a walk, and then you guys were like, You guys want to go watch like game three, I think, of uh, yeah. So we're like, Let's go to a bar to see it. So we're like, Okay, cool. So we found like a random bar, we went there. And like, when we got to the bar, it was like this like, little dive bar or whatever, it didn't really seem that spectacular. But then all of a sudden there were like these cash poker games going in the back,
11: you mm-hmm. know. And so, <laughs> and we the got whole involved. time he's like, "Is this illegal?" And then uh, He, he asked the bartender. And he's asked. like, "Yeah, it's cool." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're playing for beers, <laughs> not money. No, they were also shout out that Uber driver. We got twice. Yeah, that,
0: how
14: does that, that happen? That's how small. That's never happened in like my two, entire life.
11: That happened two separate times. Yeah, in Milwaukee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's there honestly the is only like seven Uber drivers in, <laughs> in Milwaukee, so we got we got the same guy twice going to the airport. And he was actually the guy that told me. I was, like, pretty pessimistic because he drove us after game two. And I'm like, man, you guys are looking great. You guys probably give a chance to give Golden State a run for their money. And they're like, no, you guys are good. And you guys have that guy, Serge Ibaka. I'm really was afraid, was afraid of Serge Ibaka. <laughs> <He was> literally <laughs> the <laughs> Serge Ibaka And then when we came back, I think we left the same uh, car with them. I think it was for on our way to game six. On our way to game six, yeah. Um, on, on our way to game five, sorry. Game five was five. In, yeah, in, yeah. In, in, yeah. in Milwaukee, and that's when the Raptors won. And we were talking about it, and the mood was completely different. You know, he was like, "Oh man, I can't believe we had Brook Lopez." You know, I wish we had someone <laughs> like Serge Ibaka. And uh, from from our perspective, it was just funny to see how emotions change. But um,
11: also shout day, out, man. uh, Rochambeau.
0: Oh, buddy. Oh, uh, listen, I, oh, I got my. I got the laptop sticker. You know, just just Rochambeau. So,
11: <laughs> on the first day we went there, we got like a loyalty card, right? So you like you get ten drinks and. You get a free drink. And we are like, whatever. Like, we're never going to be back in Milwaukee. So, like, what what are we going to do with this card? Yeah. We ended up filling up the whole thing. Yeah.
14: But also, every time we had a spare moment, because it just so happened that both of our uh, Airbnbs, they were near Rochambeau. So, yeah. we're like, we weren't planning to go to Rochambeau every single Every moment then. that we had, but we did end up going, and we yeah. pulled the card, and there was a really uh, nice fella. Don't don't um,
11: remember his name. Don't
14: remember his name. He, he was not a Milwaukee Bucks fan or basketball fan or a sports fan, but he was so genuinely excited to, to know that we were from Toronto and that we were there. Yeah, he did, he's did, like, did, oh, so what's there? happening in the series? Did your team win? He kept on forgetting it was the Toronto Raptors. He's like, you have a, a Kawhi guy, right? I'm like, yeah, we have the best player in the Entire NBA, yes, 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 we do.
11: I think that's the reason why the Raptors won, his energy. He was very... So wholesome. He
0: was so energetic (laughs) for someone who knew nothing about what was going on. Yeah, But he was just positive in general. Um, To wrap up the show, I just want to get, Keyshawn, starting with you, your favorite moment from this run. When you look back on this um, and you realize that, you know, you were a part of the Raptors' first ever championship, what's what's that one lasting
11: memory going to be for you? Uh, It's still going to be the shot. Still give me a shot. That was like my first, I guess, viral photo of the run.
0: Like super viral. We're talking like, super
11: viral. Like we're talking. We're talking tens.
0: We're talking the hundreds.
11: Everyone saw that photo, yeah. and like it's so cool to like like. You get it all the time, but just to go go out in public and people like will recognize you—that's crazy. Yeah, like we just do. You you deserve it, man. But we we do our job and we do our job well, and to see people recognize that we do a good job and like shout out the whole Yahoo Sports Canada team because everyone was loving what we did throughout the playoffs. Like we would on the streetcar the other day, like we had a random guy come up to us and he was like, "Shout out Yahoo Canada!" Yes. Come on. So, like, for me, it's the shot. Um, I also loved every moment in Oracle. I got some nice photos from there. mm -hmm. I loved Oracle Arena. Too bad it got shut down by
0: Kawhi. And
11: Fred. (laughs) Shout shout out Fred. And Kyle. Shout out Fred. Mark. My my playoff MVP. Serge.
14: I mean, he got a finals MVP vote, right? Yeah. Hugh Brown, shout out. Shout out (laughs) Hugh Brown. (laughs) All shout outs, all the time. Uh, My favorite moment, and it's a bit more personal because... I mean, there were a lot of great moments, but uh, on the way back from Game 6, so I guess we're going to the airport now, and that's, like, when it really hit me. I was going through my phone and just kind of looking at some photos of of Toronto, and uh, that's when it really hit me that the Raptors had uh, won the championship. Mm -hmm. It's a weird thing, like, you know, you're at the game. Um, I'm sitting like, you know, 15 rows up or whatever it is. I'm in the locker room as they're celebrating. Yeah. But it's not hitting me that the Raptors Because you're working. Are, yeah, and the, ra- the Raptors load. are NBA yeah. champions. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm a deep down, like I'm a, I'm a Raptor fan since 95. And realizing that, and I'm not sure why it happened at that time. Maybe it was like an, a a, just a Internal exhale.
0: It was probably because we haven't slept for many, many days. <laughs>
11: yeah. We were also sick.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, you know we sick d- towards <laughs> the end. I'm like we were to dead. to stay waiting
14: for
11: you guys as much as possible. I'm like, no, I don't <laughs> want to. Don't sit near me, please. This is this is absolutely we were true. we were dead. Absolutely, we took multiple true. naps during the day.
14: Yeah, and I'm not a I'm not a napper either, but bad. I was ready to pass out at two o'clock, four o'clock, six o'clock. But I mean, people in this unit know that I'm not opposed to a flu game, so yeah, it's yeah. all good. Anyways, uh, realizing that the Raptors had won the NBA championship, when After all these years and all the heartbreak and all the disappointment, Mm -hmm. seeing them do it, feeling it, reliving it, understanding it, all that, it was, that was my highlight.
0: Yeah, for sure.
14: And the parade was pretty cool, like... I had an aerial kind of view at at some points. And seeing those people, the amount of people, like, it was insane, man.
11: Yeah.
2: It was I'm still, like,
11: baffled by, like, all the photos still coming out of all, like, the bird's eye view shots. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Three million
14: people, man. Like, that's nuts.
11: My cell phone didn't work. There was so many people. Yeah.
14: It's true. We couldn't post anything. We're just like, okay, so Dan says, all right, guys, so go there and get some social video. Cool. We have them on our phones, but we couldn't post them. It would not go.
11: It was like like going to Veld, but like on steroids. (laughs) Yo, don't
14: compare the Raptors (laughs) championship to going to Veld, man.
0: So many good vibes. Uh, I'll just say for me personally, like, uh, just the vibes of, like, when the Raptors had finally clinched game six and they were going to the NBA finals after you know sweeping up with the Milwaukee Bucks like just the amount of sheer joy and elation there was you know like like I'm sorry I'm not not to expose me to a rope, but like everybody was just you know <laughs> crying in tears you know jumping up and down like there were just like it was the moment where like the Raptors had finally gotten over the top and like I thought at that point like you know what the finals might be some sort of like epilogue because like you know, who knows what happens there because, you know, it felt all very much like the Raptors had already climbed the mountain at that point.
11: Like, that was the win for you. Just Th-
0: getting that was the climb. win. Yeah. And seeing Kyle Lowry run up and down, like, just like, you know, like the, the, the happiness and all the joy that was exuding out of him. And it was like, it felt like, you know what, no matter what happens, what happens after this, you know, I'm cool with it. And then the Raptors went
11: on to have a. Like, anything a title. after that was like a bonus, right? <laughs> yeah, like, and then they beat bonus. the Warriors four
0: times. And then they won in Oracle. You know, they brought it home. They we never lost in an Oracle this year. Amazing! What four and Crazy. Oh. They shot that place
11: down. So
14: I want more and more Kyle Lowry celebration shots. Same. The joy that's in his face and some of those photos that you took, yeah. Getty, whoever it is, uh, it's it's so heartwarming. That man mm-hmm.
11: deserved to hold that trophy the whole day, and he did. He, he did. Like
14: every t- every photo that you saw, it was always him holding it. He wouldn't let anyone have it. And I don't like, think I right saw, saw anyone with it. Marcus All should hold it for a little bit, but he had his own. Picture. I don't trust Marcus All. I, don't, I, don't, I think he would have
0: lost it. I don't trust Marcus All to stand upright right now. <laughs> to be honest, he, he's probably so he's recovered. cool
14: now, but I mean, like, yeah. who do you want to party with? Like, I want to party with Marcus, all yeah,
0: Marcus, all man. Anyway, um, I'm happy that we all got to be a part of this. It's gonna be an unforgettable performance. Um, you guys should all get some sleep, get some rest, you know, maybe for like the rest of the week, just you know, load manage that thing and just you know,
11: run it sure. back next year. <laughs> and, that oh, well, listen, huh? listen, we got to huh? run it back,
0: we got to run it back, you know, we got to talk about Lou days, but uh, it was a great run. Um, this is a great, <laughs> I mean, look, I'm, I'm on hour three. All right. I'll just say whatever at this point, <laughs> but no, but seriously, thank you guys for, you know, being a part of the run and thank you guys for coming on the podcast. So to uh, wrap up, you can listen to the entirety of this podcast on Rappers over everything. Probably need us a little bit of editing, but I'll put it out there. It'll be three hours for people who are diehard fans of the Rappers who can't get enough, go out there and listen to Raptors over everything and, um, and, and catch Kawhi watch as well, because, uh, you know, we'll be live on location talking about the parade, and everything like that. For Kawhi, watch the lookout for that. That's gonna be on Yahoo Sports Canada, the YouTube page. So, you know, just consume all our work. Uh, I think this playoff run has shown sort of what we're capable of as a team, and I think we're gonna continue to you know give that to you. So, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks to everyone who watched this whole three hour thing. I don't know what you are doing in life, but I, I appreciate that you're here with us. And um, the Raptors won the championship.
14: Hashtag he stay.
11: He Day <laughs>